this is Moose. Hey. Hey, this is Moose. Gentlemen, how how are you? This is Moose. Hey. What's going on, boys? Nothing. A whole lot of nothing. Excited hey. for a big time show tonight, baby. Hey. A big strong show. Huge effing show. I hear uh I hear Moose is floating around somewhere. Hey. Yeah, Moose is Moose will be Hi, joining Moose. us. Moose will be joining us later. Hey. I save it for the actual show because I'd love when we do that. No, <laughs> fuck no, Nelly. <laughs> what do you want, Nelly? Say hello, dude. We haven't even cracked. It's like, it's like way early, and Nelly's already messing with you. Good golly, Miss Mom. I haven't been home all day, so she missed me. I guess. Great, swinging them pies, baby, Miss Nelly. So, uh, so Nelly uh, poked her little head in here. So, ah, she missed me. Nice. Sweet. That's what Matt calls having sex, poking a little head in here. It's inappropriate. Very what? inappropriate. What? You heard us. Did not. I didn't hear a thing. La, 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 la. Oh, boy. We got a good show tonight. I think we got a lot planned, don't we? T- yeah, Tony's here on time. I'm always here on time. I'm like your good? boy, the Long Island IZ. I'm always ready. Oof. He's not, sadly. Well, tough titties for him. Listen, uh, you'd be nice. Uh, wait, oh. can I ask, like, let me ask Kevin. So the injury. Oh, I knew, I knew this was going to come up. Is this going to make you change your mind? <laughs> We're always ready. I don't, I don't know. I don't know enough. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What I'm are you going to do? Matt, what do we got on tap tonight? Uh, we have Luke Hawks from Wildcat Sports joining us. Uh, in about- Star of Young Rock. About 15 yeah. minutes, he's going to join us. Talk a little X-rated. Uh, the big show coming up in June. Well. Uh, we have uh, some some pretty hot wrestling news to talk about. The MJF promo from Wednesday night. The CM Punk news. Uh, they clearly listened to the podcast because Tony Khan decided not to do another tournament because Tony hates tournaments. And now we have this very confusing uh, interim championship, which I cannot wait to get uh, your yeah. takes on. Uh, we have uh, the cluster F of <laughs> the cluster F rumble, the cluster rumble. Uh, we have uh, some pay-per-view picks to talk about because there were two pay-per-views this weekend. Uh, rumor has it. Oh, rumor and innuendos that we have something from the committee, which oh, I think there's is... no rumor. We have something from the committee tonight. Confirmed. This, is, this Confirmed. hundred percent. Great. Are you gonna is are you gonna turn off your your camera and just say this is the committee, Bruno San Martino, like when you would get those liners on vacation? First of all, he's the living legend. He's not the committee. I don't and know he's the worst color there. commentator of all time. I think you better reserve that for later, sir. I know that was a tease. Yeah, we're talking uh, Wizards Rewind Superstars of Wrestling, November seventh, nineteen eighty seven. Um, there's some things that I saw that I wish I could unsee. That's terrible. I thought it was action-packed action all the way through for 40 action minutes. Packed, which I never saw the Honky Tonk Man music video. Is that your first time seeing this? That video, yes. Really? Yes. After all this time? I know we're jumping ahead, but I'm going to forget about it later. And it's funny, in the preview for the next week's episode, there was like a demolition music video. Yeah, well, so they were just driver. they were just pumping these babies out. Yeah, well, we'll get into that because yeah, I know, I know, I know. Hole in the I was gonna here. forget if I didn't mention it now. 
And uh, we got big, strong Mims uh, for the uh, NWA TV title at always ready ready, uh, this weekend, which means more picks. Fuck yeah, dude. Bigger lead for the Z-Man. Tom Zink is there? Fuck yeah, he's dead. R.I.P. Let me ask you guys this. Okay. Oh, New, New Japan also has a very big show coming. Yeah, this whoa! Dominion, we've picked that before, right? We have picked Dominion. Kevin's on point. That's right. Kevin's behind. Kevin wants to pick everything. I want to pick everything. I get a fucking kick out of it. Pick you up and throw you across the room. You oh. could never. All this and You're more. Right. Come on. I thought you just said it. Why do I? Have yeah, to say yeah. Why? Why did? Why did you have to split it up? On tonight's episode of The Shining Wizards. The following is a presentation of The Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at Merch.ShiningWizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizards podcast as always we thank you for your continued support and now enjoy the show hello wrestling fans this is the alpha female and you're listening to shining wizard what's up fuckers where did cheese go the stupid fucking question kevin <laughs> oh shit yeah and I th- whoa hey this is most god that was disgusting shining wizards rule the world You are tuned in live to episode 588 of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Coming to you live on the rant, rantiumradio.com. Coming to you live in the video formats on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and the YouTubes. And going with you on downloads and streams wherever you go. Because we are available on all podcasting platforms. But don't even worry about that because you're here, you're live, and it's time to do some wrestling talk. Uh, well, I, unlike you, I turn my mic off during the intro so people can't hear Fuck you doing fucking snappy fingers. Fuck yeah, talk dude, about wrestling. There you go. Thank snappy you. Sam. Tony. Matt. KJG. Well, at least Kevin was prepared and quiet for this intro. How are you boys doing tonight? Well, I, I turned my mic off. I then turned it back on. Turn my mic off. Turn my mic on. So, um... I have to ask Kevin because there, and and it could be my eyes. Um, what? I it looked like you made a face when Tony played the alpha female liner. No, I didn't realize it was her at first. I was I wasn't sure. I thought it was going to be a goofy liner, and then I realized who it was. He thought it was something. Yeah, he thought it was Thunder Frog. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. didn't, I'm operating a little behind, so I didn't catch. uh, I didn't catch who it was, but I love Jazzy. I love the alpha female. So, uh, what do you mean you're operating choice. behind? What's wrong? Is everything okay over there? Chipped a tooth last night. Oh, Dude, shit. take a guess. Uh, <laughs> not that. 
that was gonna be my guess. So, well, I didn't see. I didn't actually. I just heard the sound. I didn't actually see what was being done. You didn't see the pantomime mimes? No, I was trying to <laughs> tag uh, big strong mims in a tweet. But big strong mims. mims. Uh, are you okay? Yeah, it's a it's a very slight chip, but um, you know, what's that? Little bottle of little, little bottle to the to the tooth. Nice. Really? We're doing this again? I'm here yeah. for two guests tonight. What are you fucking complaining about? Sorry, I hit the wrong button. You yeah, liar. Gimmick's over. Stop it. A little Bud Light to the to the tooth. How yeah, angry were you when you were trying to open it? Were you like, just fucking... You know what? That's the better story. That's what I'm going <laughs> with. Is that I tried to open a Bud Light with my teeth and chipped the tooth. That, that sucks. A terrible dude. way to open a beer. Yeah, but not if you're big strong. Kevin... Huge fuck, huge effing Kevin. Yeah, but you tried to open it with your mouth. Well, that's the jaw muscle is very important. Yeah. Well, Matt, he gets a lot of practice. Connie. <laughs> oh, is that what you were doing? You sick. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's used to putting long, hard. Uh... Stop yourself, please. Now, let's see. Uh, everyone, if you're listening, take out your Kevin bingo card. Last week we found out he likes to nope, take his phone it. in the shower. You're he done. Hour showers. He pees nope. sitting down two weeks ago. Stop doing both. Kind of wisdom are you going to bestow upon us this week, KJ? I got to learn to shut up. That's the wisdom. <laughs> That's what I'm, if I could teach anyone anything on this show, don't talk when you don't have to because it never ends up well. I mean, it's an interesting insight into what goes on when the when the podcast isn't happening. Right. But I, I stopped doing both of those things. The podcast? No, the, the half hour shower and the sitting down while you're a niche. Wow. Really? Oh, yeah. A week strong, baby. Wow. How long Ooh. have the showers been? Standard. Standard shower time. 10, 15. Boom. Done. All right. All right cool. Look at that. Saving the world. Saving the environment. Try it, man. That really hit home. That, that really hit me hard when that some, someone posted that in the uh, in the chat last week about you really screwing with the earth when you do that. But here's what I thought. <laughs> I thought water was like a reusable resource. So like, are you really wasting the water? Do I? What am I going to use your dirty shower water for? Well, don't. Wh where does it go? It goes somewhere to get filtered and turned back around again, right? Yeah, it's, it, it's not like water just completely disappears from the planet. Well, I mean, it it gotta go it's the tea out of the freezer before it explodes. That's right. You yeah. still haven't done this? No, I just got home. You should have did it during the intro. We Tony, don't you dare get mad at Matt for this because I've been there. And Matt, I support you. And I don't know if this is going to be like, I don't want to do it while Luke is here. And I don't know if it's going to be cold enough. So I might not have an enjoyable twisted tea. Ooh, twisted, eh? Yeah, I went to the old. I wasn't gonna go to a liquor store, but then I had to work today, and the event was at a elementary right. school in Livingston. So, you know, those parents. Um, so Matt had oh, a drink on the job. So I was like, I wasn't gonna go to the liquor store on the way home, but now I have to stop. And Did you go something. to the bottle, the bottle king, right there? No, I have a, a. There's a little place over here by me that I stopped at on the way home. Nice. Yeah, Livingston could be rough. Yeah, but you're so, you're you're running Essex County now, Matt. It looks like I run it all. That's right. fucking king. Hold <laughs> oh, on, the king. Hold oh, on, the king. Hold on, the king. Let me go grab this drink before Luke joins us. Let me pop out. You guys can talk about whatever. Well, while Matt's going to get a drink, Kevin, we do uh, we do have news from the committee tonight as to who the next challenger is for Ooh. our current champion, Ooh. JJ Rowe. 
JJ Rogue is a paper champion. You know, he's been getting a lot of guff about this on social media, and I don't understand it. I does, think it's strategy. I think it's smarts. Does he still does he still post his daily rain? I I'm on Twitter. Oh, that's right. You're off the you're off the grid. I'm not on Twitter. That's what I meant. Um, you are no longer shining the wizard. I do know that people have been calling him a paper champion, so he's been happy to tell them like it's been day forty as paper champion. So hold on, wait, hold on. Let's, let's see what the the Milwaukee the mop. The shower water gets dumped into the sewer and then goes wherever your sewer goes. And unless you recycle it yourself, it just gets dumped. But dumped where, though? I don't think that's... Well, Kev, I mean, it's the whole cycle. Like, the rainwater gets pulled up back into the clouds. Yes, and exactly. it rains again. It comes back down. Evaporation. And, the reservoir. and it comes back yeah. down. Yeah. I don't know what these fucking guys are talking about. And No, I think I think, I think think Milwaukee Mock is uh, full of Milwaukee crap. Cock. No, I wasn't going to say that. Well, but, JJ Rogue champion, champion has been busy making appearances, and he's happy to tell us he's on day number 42 yeah, of his well. championship reign. Congratulations, I feel, champ. I have a feeling once the committee chimes in with who the next challenger is going to be, I don't know. I can't wait to hear it myself, but I mean, if I think any you, the, the challenger, the challenger could be the Stevie Ray action figure. And it would oh, be JJ. I mean, it could be anybody, but I don't know if the uh like Stevie Ray oh, Booker, T. Booker T would beat. Wow. Wow. I have two dude. Shut up. <laughs> I got I go away for two seconds. I come back and fucking Kramer's here. <laughs> Kramer. <laughs> this is Booker T. Let me tell you. The oh, picture's boy. not the best on the Toy Biz WCW figures. JJ Rogue, <laughs> subpar champion, right? Oh, you oh out of your nailed it. Minds. Told you. Wow. Let's be honest here. But but I do want to put over his podcast, The Year of Duke and Rogue. Very, very entertaining. Very Great. funny guy. If you're if you're gonna looking for a, a podcast to check out, Year of Duke and Rogue, they're going they're, Year of Duke and Rogue. They're going back through WCW nineteen ninety-six. I'm in the middle of their hog wild episode, and it's very entertaining. So he might be a uh, shitty champion, but he is an entertaining podcaster. So we'll give, I'll give him that. He's got a great voice. I'll fucking smush him like a bug. If this fucking committee has the balls to ever give me my title. Well, I still haven't got my rematch clause. I haven't got my right. rematch. Listen, the video, the video was delivered to me this afternoon. Oh, there's video. Oh, there's a video. And oh, I have not watched this video yet, but from what I understand, We've got who the next challenger is, and that, that's been the thing that they've been telling me for five days now. I hope it's a fucking hand puppet. hope it's magenta. The video is just a hand puppet. Oh. And the next challenger is Andre the Giant! Well, the only thing I know about the content of the video is that we will find out who the next challenger is. Matt, when is that date? Is, is That's coming up on the, what, It'll the, 20... be the 20th. It'll 20th, be, yes. Uh, June 20th. Two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. And it'll be about uh, two months since uh, Shitstain has been the champion. So, yeah, wow. terrible, terrible, terrible. There's two S's in Shitstain, too. If you make it one word, if you hyphenate it, then you got to figure it out. Two I's, two T's, two S's. <laughs> I think that's going to be the next, that's going to be tomorrow's Wordle. Well, the champ comes back with the committee can't reward your poor attitude there, double T. Well, double J. The committee needs to look at my track record. I was a very successful. Can you beat that champion? Until you lost. 
Yeah. You know what? What does that? What does that make him, Tony? A fucking loser. Tony, how many times? How many times were you the? Can you beat that champion? Listen, my job is behind the microphone. Oh, now his job is behind the microphone. Even when you wanted me to play against Kevin, I didn't want to play. It wasn't fair to him. It wasn't fair to me. How was it not fair? How was it not fair? What do you mean? Because I'm the expert at this game. That's why. Did Did I beat you? No. Oh. I think you got mad at me because I fucking named. Who did I name as one of the former X Division champions? And you lost your shit. You're like, there's no way you fucking knew that. Fuck you, Tony. Yeah, I was, and I was probably right. <laughs> I think it was it was DJ Z, and you fucking lost your mind. You're like DJ Z. You didn't yeah. fucking know that. I was in a bad place then, <laughs> if I remember correctly, which I don't. Good boy. Well, huge F in arms, Mister uh, Mister Luke Hawk should be joining us any second now, right? Yeah. How you guys been? How's your week been? What's new? What's shaking? How's my week been? It's Monday. I fucking oh, worked. No asshole. The last time you were on the, <laughs> I mean, that was a dick move by Tony. But, but... <laughs> but what? The last time we got together and did a show was a week ago. I actually went on two dates this past week. Two dates with, with who? With who? With Dur. My wife and I actually had some free time, so we went out to dinner. We went out to dinner Wednesday night. We went to a nice Portuguese restaurant, and then Saturday afternoon, we uh, we went to the local bar. And had some uh, had some bar food, had some drinks. What what, uh, what color the was the chicken? The chicken uh, pollo dono. <laughs> Don't know chicken. What a fine establishment in the area did you go to? We went to Tejos for Portuguese food right down the block, and then we went to One Republic on Saturday. We had some appies and we had some drinks and uh, isn't that the place where everyone gets in trouble? That used whole... to be Fatso's, I think. No, no, like... no. Fatso's turned into something else. It's your place now, Molly it's McBride's, right? Uh, it was at one. No, Molly's used to be down the road by One Republic. They're right. They're gone. W- they, one Republic gone. is on that main road, right? Yeah, it's but it's near the border of Carney. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's where everyone gets in trouble. Unless it's unless I'm thinking of like no Molly's. No, Molly's not Molly's. Isn't... One Republic. Who got in trouble? A lot of fights. No, there used to be a lot of fights at uh, Fatso's. Fatso's used to have all the problems. That That's the other side of town. No, I saw K.O. Durf play Fatso's. That wasn't it. Yeah, right? yeah. I did too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's I'm not the I'm, one Republic is, has all the flags hanging from the outside. Maybe. Like, I don't know. We sat outside. We had, we had drinks. We watched people walking by. There's some soccer on the TV. Germany yes. was playing Italy. It was good times. Cares. You would you don't watch regular sports, you would watch fucking soccer. Well, the fucking soccer game's on, dude. Look where I live. We've got all the soccer fans from fucking Carney, Newark, uh Harrison. Doesn't mean I you mean, have to like it. Watch fucking what, what do you want to do? Dude, fucking soccer's on TV. No, oh, engage place. with your wife instead of I watching did. fucking TV. Let's go out to a bar and watch TV. What do you think? I fucking ignored her? Are you crazy? Yes, I you? do actually. You yeah, ignore us for almost two hours every Kinda week. Kind of sounds like it. <laughs> well, no, when Luke gets here, I will. I'm with Matt on this one. I know, man. Luke should be right in your wheelhouse. NWA, Wildcat, Be Young Rock. Okay. So a couple of his matches. Yeah, I did. Yeah. For so you... First ever tier one champion. How's that going for him? I'm sure he doesn't even remember. No, he's probably got it fucking in a in a case somewhere in his house. No, uh Darius Carter still has that belt, doesn't he? I have fucking no idea. I went to one tier one show. The first one. No, you went to a couple. Did no. you go to a couple? 
No. Oh, it was the other guy that went to a couple. I went Sorry. to a couple. Kevin went to a couple too. Right. Nice. I'm the, I'm the other guy. Well, All right, so you had a nice week. You went on a couple dates. That sounds cute. Matt, how was your week? It was okay. Did some, I worked a lot. I went to Ikea. Ooh. Ooh. Fancy. Got a, we got a roommate for the summer here. A detail? Like another cat? No, like a, a real person. Wait, what? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. This is breaking news. Another cat. Oh, I forgot. You guys don't come up to the house when I invite you on Sundays. Right. No, that's, that's you don't. So, wait, did somebody show up for the pay per view uh, yesterday? Oh, is this Alex? Like they're not leaving. No, Alex. Is Miko Maestro at your house waiting for Tombstone no, Jesus to arrive? Look, Miko Maestro is on the short list of people not allowed in my house. Okay. Oh Literally. come on, dude. What? Really? He just motherfucker you. probably go out in your yard and go hunting fucking wild animals to feed you dinner. You think I want to eat a wild animal? Listen, if the shit if shit goes down, he's the kind of guy you want around. Have you ever seen a bear in your yard? No, we have not seen a bear in my yard. That's you do know who I'm married to, right? I don't need somebody else to forage food for me. That's a good point. <laughs> Fair enough. Never, so where did this roommate come from? Matt Squires wants to know if you got this roommate from IKEA. Was somebody just like was somebody no. just sleeping in the beds and you were like, hey, why don't you come home with us? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, a friend of Rhiannon's mother, uh, her daughter, is doing an internship in Madison and needed a place to stay for the summer. Nelly, please. So uh, she got here on Saturday. Wait, so she got there on Saturday? Yes. Right. So how would us not going to your AEW pay-per-view show have anything to do with... No, no this, this is old news. We had the, these stories weeks ago. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. How's it working out? Uh, <laughs> uh she has COVID. <laughs> oh, fuck me running. Dude. Now, did she arrive with the COVID? Or I, don't did... I don't know, and I don't care. She's fine. I'm like, you don't have to stay in your room like a fucking prisoner. We're fine. Everyone's fine. You guys will be all right. I think you just violated a HIPAA law. Ask me if I give a shit. <laughs> Matt, do you give a shit? No, I don't care, man. Well, she allegedly has COVID. Matt has She's nice. Know. She's nice. Where's she's the, nice uh, what's, lady? What's the What's the internship? Madison. That's F. What is it? She's working at FDU? No, she's working at uh, Merck, I think. Oh, nice. Good yeah, for so. her. We, we uh, yeah. Does she go right. to FDU? No. Oh, I don't Does know. she go to FU? No, she, she went to school in Canada. I haven't really had a lot of time. Oh, because I've been uh, I've been working a lot. Matt's harboring a fugitive from outside the country. Oh, there's no fugitives here. She's a nice young lady. I just haven't had uh, a chance to really talk to her. I saw her last night briefly while I was getting ready to take her to One Republic so you could watch TV while she tried to talk to you. No, <laughs> and then today uh, I talked to her briefly. Uh, she was going out to walk on the Patriots path, get out of the house, and explore the area. So. Ooh, tell her to be careful. Yeah, it's a hell of an area to explore. Well, I told her which way not to go. Okay. That's good. Smart. Yeah. Some, go, some, to the, go to the right. Don't go yeah. to the left. Is, there's, you'll get, there's something back there. Well, didn't someone just get some viciously like assaulted on that path? That's not by me. That's further down. Okay. Down down oh. towards Morristown. What's, her, what's the name? What's the name? What, what kind of name are we working with here? Oh, jeez. What's her name? What's her name? 
I don't know if you want to give that out. Yeah, I'm not first, giving your name. First out. name. You can oh. make it up. I would how would I know? Why do you want to know? Don't you have a girlfriend? I have a lady friend. Yeah, I'm just curious. Oh, a lady know. friend. I want to know. I want to know what's going 50s. on with you, man. Hello, sir. If she's gonna, if she's gonna be living in Studio Bowman, uh, Studio B, then we gotta, we have to, we have to make sure we know what we're dealing with here. Kevin's dropping government names too. He really. No, I wants stopped. To know. I stopped myself. <laughs> oh boy. I don't know. Whatever. Shining the wizard. <laughs> Shining the wizard. Well, let's talk about something uh, wrestling related while we're waiting for Luke Hawks. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you want to cover first? You want to cover the pay per view? Uh, we can talk. I I'll be very transparent. I didn't want not watch any of the pay per view. That Which makes one? two of us. Both. I have zero interest in both pay per views. Although I do want to go back and watch the Cody Seth Rollins match. Great. Yeah, match. me too. That's um, yeah, because I heard it was awesome, and I can't believe he fucking wrestled with his his pec looking like that. Yeah, it was it was wild. It looked it looked so bad. Like the injury looked so bad, and I can. I watched a lot of. I know on Busted Open they had a doctor on, um, to try to like see if it was okay. And then I saw this other YouTube video where a doctor kind of dissected what was going on. And um, I don't want to jump into picks right away, but I switched my pick to Seth Rollins, not because I didn't think Cody was going to wrestle the match, but because like, he's going to need some sort of surgery on this. So why, like, why wouldn't you just? You know, like traditional wrestling sense says, go with the guy that's going to be working every week. But I mean, Cody says, from what I've read, Cody doesn't seem to be taking any time off. But the match itself was was probably one of the best Hell in the Cell matches like ever, dude. It was so much fun. So I would go back and watch it for sure. Yeah. So. Donk. And it uh, it's an instant way to sell. I mean, you've got an obvious injury that looks grotesque. You know. Blading yeah. blading doesn't need to happen in a hell in a cell when you've got a gross looking injury like you did. When you're already blading on the inside. Fuck yeah, dude. It looked horrendous. But props to him for going through it, you know? And yeah. props to whoever it was in WWE that actually allowed him to wrestle like this. I don't know if I'd go as far as to say props. Well, I mean, you know, in this day and age, if you're hurt, they don't really like letting guys wrestle hurt. You right. Know? And that's and, that's pretty up there on the scale for for a, a serious injury, right? I mean, it's complete. It was completely torn off the bone. Yeah. But the thing is, from what I from what I saw from like these doctors like YouTube videos, is that nothing more can happen like from from that specific injury. Like that's as bad as it's gonna get. Like you've done it. The only risk that he was suffering or that he was risking was pain, and maybe. Like the body overcompensates for when one thing is experience, experiencing so much pain. So maybe like a shoulder injury or maybe a neck injury or maybe something like that. So it was just basically from what the doctors that I that I like watched said, it was just a matter of will will he be willing to withstand the pain that he's gonna go through. We got, and few, if I had known that ahead of time, I probably wouldn't have changed my pick. We got but, a few notes. Uh, Asian Joe said he can't believe how long it went. The pain tolerance must have been insane. Uh, uh, Braden the Bergman. Rollins and Cody was great. The bruise looked crazy. And uh, Matt Birch checking in. Uh, he thought he saw that Cody was going for surgery this week. So is that the deal? Yes. He's going uh, Thursday to undergo uh, surgery. So he'll probably do some sort of grandiose promo tonight on uh, on Raw. And then take a little hiatus. Unless, he's, unless he still shows up on the shows while working. I mean, 
Um, I mean, we, we kind of joked about it a little bit earlier about Cardona. He he tore his pec and he was still making it was he's not wrestling, but he's still making appearances and still doing stuff for GCW and you should still be for NWA. So I guess it's just a varying degree of of the injury. But again, like if you tear the pec completely off the bone, that's it. Like there's not there's no more damage you could do to that muscle. Do you guys think with it being June already that Cody takes the next six, seven months off? And then his grand return is the Rumble, setting him up for WrestleMania, and we get the full story arc within the next six, uh, next six to nine months. Well, did, is there an estimated time of recovery for this injury? Has that been uh, the surgery puts you on the shelf for a couple months? All right, so no, if I bring him back sooner, then if if it's if it's a couple months, I bring him back sooner. See, I don't know, but they've had so much success where the guys who make their miraculous returns at Rumble. Yeah, but Cody just got there. I understand. So like, if, if if the surgery, if the healing time is literally two to three months, then you bring him back as soon as he's ready to come back. Is it two to three months for a torn pec? It's, it's well, sev- several months. Oh, okay, so you said a couple. All right. Sorry. If it's, if it's like six, and we're talking about like, you know, December or November or December, then yeah, then I would probably err on the side of caution and keep him out to the rumble. But if it's two or three, or even three or four, then I would bring him back as soon as you possibly can. I think okay. it, uh, I think it sets him up great. I think him working in that condition um, definitely speaks a lot for his character. Uh, I don't know if there's a lot of guys who would go out and do that, especially guys in his position. You know, he didn't just leave AEW and go over there for for some nickels right he went over there for some fucking coin some big money right and he's got something to prove now right to all the fucking AE people and that watch AEW that hate him for going and all the wwe fans that aren't familiar with him or know him from his previous run he's got something to prove he's come back completely reinvented yeah. i think this is huge it's a huge baby face uh moment for him too like he goes out there with this fucking giant black and blue mark blood broken yeah. uh, vessels all over his chest. He looked fucking awful, and he comes through and, and what I heard was an awesome match. Like, I'm a n- couple months ago, when he showed up and we had that conversation, like, is he the guy to beat Roman? And I was like, no. I'm starting to see it now, man. Like, Dude, yeah. I'm, te- I'm telling you, and this is no pun intended, but I wasn't sure how people were going to react to Cody coming back. Would he be able to get the mainstream like young WWE fans back into him as opposed to just the, the grown-up WWE fans that also watch AEW. But no, again, no pun intended. People were buying into Cody coming back. Like, they're li- literally buying into him as a legit, true top guy. And kudos to, I guess, whoever's Vince McMahon, I guess, for treating him as such. Because he is leg- a legit top guy now. Not that he wasn't. He was not AEW too, but he was. his job was to... Part of the reason why he left. He didn't want to be a gateway opponent. In AEW, he is a legit top guy in WWE. And if it's not going to be silly Brock coming back to beat Roman, if it's not going to be maybe I don't know, maybe Braun Breaker comes up and shows up and and does some nonsense eventually. But if the the only person right now, other than maybe Lashley too, is Cody to beat Roman, like that's it. And and Cody here is a perfect fit. He's a sports entertainment guy. He knows how to work a methodical match. He knows how to get his stories over. And the people just, they just continue to follow him and get behind him. Yeah. And this did him all the favors in the world. You know, grotesque injury aside, 
the fact that he goes out there, the fact that he wrestles, the fact that he wins the match and keeps the momentum going. How could you not love the guy? Yeah. And that's not, not love it. And that's not, let's not discount Seth Rollins involvement in this whole. Oh no, for sure. Seth, Seth has been, look, I, I really don't understand most of the Seth freaking Rollins gimmick, but he's a workhorse. He's over, he's working his shit. And yeah, Cody doesn't get to this level without Seth Rollins, hundred percent. And I, I, I think I've said when Cody was coming back that Seth and Cody were literally on the same level to me. To me, they were like, Seth might be the better like technical worker, like in the in the in the sense of the word, in the figurative or literal sense of the word. Seth might be a, a notch above Cody athletically, but Cody's right there. And they're like to me like that was the only matchup that I could see for Cody coming back to WWE and the fact that they did it three times and then the third one being a hell in a cell and three see that I've seen criticism of that too though being a hell in a cell match only after three months of uh of feuding but I think that's how good the story between and I don't watch a lot of WWE it's it's whatever I watch is like clips on stuff but I will I make sure to watch anything that Cody does and the thing is too like you know the big complaint about like shows like hell in a cell it's now where the gimmick is the show whereas you don't build to the gimmick match but this well here's a bit- here's the thing I'll, I'll say about that and i'll let you finish for sure because i didn't mean to cut you off but at least this time there was only one hell in the cell match yeah and it was and it was built to you may not have liked yeah. the build all that much but this was the third match in a series that these guys were having so it makes sense to get some sort of gimmick match to be that third match and you know? it's the pro and the feud started off so hot you have cody coming in yep mystery opponent and then he cuts that very dramatic, inspirational, emotional promo the next night. And then Seth Rollins just comes back, shows up in polka dots last night, by the way. Yeah, what a dick move. So that's instant heat. Instant heat. Or what, what, what's uh, what's the word that I use in that crossword puzzle game? Not heat, but uh, whatever it was. Uh, oh, God. I mean, Matt can't fun, remember it either. I mean, made fun, I mean, made fun of me for it for forever. <laughs> uh but anyway that's not the point it, it the, this feud in three months developed like a year-long hell in the cell feud to me so i had no i have no issue with it being only after three months so it was and, actually- it was a, and it was a fantastic match both shows matt both shows were really enjoyable and i went before i made the picks for nxt i went and bat- watched the last three episodes of nxt before i made my picks and it didn't really help. <laughs> so so it, it actually could have been a lot worse because I had planned on picking two other matches that I ended up switching and would have I would have I could have been negative for this show. Well, is there anything else we want to talk about from the two shows? I mean, any quick hits, highlights, anything? I know Braun Breaker's still your champ. I know Toxic Attraction swept across the board. Um, we have a new NXT um, North American champion, don't we? Yes, Carmelo Hayes won, and we also have new NXT tag team champions. Yes, the the Creeds. The Creeds. Did you see, Matt, did you happen to see the video I I posted in the Discord with the one Creed fucking cannonballing right onto his asshole? No. Yeah, I saw that. Not (laughs) not in the Discord, but I know what you're talking about. He cannonballed to the outside, and nobody caught him. He landed right on his ass. Dude, you make jokes, but dude, that's how people... Your tailbone, man. Yeah, no shit. No Buffalo. shit. Yep. Dude, freaking ask Matt Hardy. We're doing that second, second uh, rope, second turnbuckle leg drop after all these years. Yep. Ask Hogan for doing a leg drop 
from no turnbuckles. I know Xbox had his asshole fall out when he did the Bronco Buster once, but didn't he also break his tailbone at some point? I sure, thought he was on that list. Broke his tailbone at some point. Probably. Yeah, because that X Factor. It's probably because the X Factor move you're landing straight on your keister too. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's why I loved X Pac when he was six and he would use the Buzz Killer. That was a cool move. That was like the first, that was like the crossface chicken ring. Oh my god, it, I forgot about that. He called it the Buzz Killer Shit. or the Buzz Kill. One of the two things. I forgot he had a submission. And that was the first time, like since like Bob Backlund, that the uh, crossface chicken wing was actually like a good like u- utilized move, at least in the states. I don't know anywhere else, but I love it. A Bob Backlund reference to talking about X Pac. That's right. Where else do you get that, folks? No, only here. Only here on the Shining Wizards. So, in NXT, Tony went five. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh. back up. It's time for the double shot of pay-per-view pick extravaganzas. NXT, WWE, fucking A. Uh, right, Tony went five and one, with his only loss being the uh, probably the uh, NXT uh, the title match, the uh, Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, cr- yeah, grimy. We all had Grimes. Kevin went three and three. Gross. Uh, and I went four and two with my Whoa. other ones being the uh, the women's tag team championships. Over in Hell in the Cell world, uh, Tony six and one. Uh, myself and Kevin both five and two. What was the difference? We all had we all took uh, Kevin Owens. Oh no, we all no, took uh, we Ezekiel. all took Ezekiel, and I also uh, I also took I did not uh, take Ezekiel. Who did you you took Owens? I took Owens. So you lost, fucked up two other matches. I lost on Becky. I took Becky, I think. Yeah, you did. I don't and know. I, took, I, don't, I don't watch, so I don't know if there was like a screw job written into this. And uh I took Seth so Ali. Really? Sure. And who who else did Kevin take? Kevin I took Kevin. Seth Rollins and I took Oh, that's uh, right. And you took uh Ezekiel. Ezekiel. There you go. Bad move. So what do we got for standings? So Tony stays in first place. Kevin's was one game back. Uh, he is now four games back. Oh, and I am 12 games back of Tony and eight games back of Kevin. Holy shit. Balls. Oh, oh, I came out good for the, I went nine and four this weekend. Uh, Tony went 11 and two. Kevin went to eight and five. Listen, yeah. all respectable weekends. Just you guys didn't catch the champ. Nah, three and three is not respectable. It's five hundred. Yeah, but the show only has six matches. If you don't go over five hundred on a six match card, yeah, then... but three and three makes the playoffs these days, doesn't it? The play in, maybe. Well, not the actual postseason. Well, but yeah, and it, like I said before, it could have been a lot worse because I really wanted to pick pretty deadly, and I really wanted to pick Joe Gacy. Ooh, so, really? So I, I advise I like, went against my own, uh, my own thinking there, just because I, I, I don't know. I thought that for some reason. Uh, then I thought that like because Braun Breaker had already lost the belt to Ziggler, I was like, would this make sense? Like, wh- how bad would it be for him to lose it again to somebody else that they really? And I love Joe Gacy, but I don't think they really have truly any major intentions for in the top spot. Um, so. Yeah. So. And it was kind of weird too that they had him lose it to uh, Ziggler, and then he didn't even get a chance to win it back WrestleMania weekend. He wound up winning it back on Raw, like which was weird. 
Oh yeah, that's right. You know, but even like the whole the whole tension with the diamond mind, part of me was thinking like, all right, pretty deadly beats them. They're out of the diamond mind, and then we get a feud between, you know, uh, Roderick Strong and the other guy, and uh, and the Creeds. Well, they might still do that. No, they're gonna do that, and I'll tell you what I think they're gonna do. Here the stipulation go. was: if the Creeds lose, they're out of the diamond mind. I think yeah. because they won, they're just gonna quit the diamond mind and now be baby faces and feud with them anyway. That would be awesome. That's so, a good story right there. I like that. So, like, yeah, you threaten us. How about this? We won, and we're still out. Biatch. Biatch. Are we? Are we still waiting from Luke? Have we heard from? Send him a message. Uh, he responded this afternoon. So, okay. We'll see. Well, he is on Louisiana time. Maybe he's joining us at eight. I was very clear. I make point to put Eastern in giant capital letters when I book every single guest. <laughs> All right, fair enough. What do you guys want to move on to? Well, I mean, you want to still? I mean, I can, I can, I can filibuster about some pay per view talk if you want, or if you guys want to move on, I have no problem with that either. Or do we want to go to the big surprise early about the uh, the committee announcement? Oh. We have we that. Do that. Oh, that's big news. I if it that's big. I say we do that. All right. So let me just talk amongst yourselves for a second while I get the video up. I don't want to put the video up because I didn't want to see it until it's up, and I don't want you guys to see it either. I want us to all be right. Surprised. Well, we, yeah. We, and we, this we, is we, not fake news, by the way. This is like real deal Holyfield. Coming and I'm in. assuming you were designated by the committee at a specific time, but you probably got special clearance to release it early. Probably. No, they they literally sent it to me this afternoon. Right, but this I'm talking four. about we had a specific time that they wanted us to release it during the show, but know. now extending. No. Jesus Christ, just what's go along the with the, bitch, the Hold on, what's the us stuff, Kevin? Are you part yeah, of that? That's what now? I mean. That's why I don't understand. What do you mean? What did I say? Us. How did I say? You're it? saying us. You, us. He gave the committee gave Tony permission to release it to us, the podcast and our viewers, at a specific time, but because we have extenuating circumstances tony has the authority to release it early i'm just gonna go with it okay matt do you understand I what i'm i, I was playing a gimmick it's all, it's all uh bogus i don't think there's any committee i think this is a farce oh i think the committee uh did, let me ask you a question uh liaison to the committee um does the champ know about, uh, you know, I would assume you would show the champ the respect. Does he know anything that's going on? Oh, he knows about the announcement. We've been chatting in the does, Discord all about it. Does he know what the announcement is about? Oh, he knows. He knows that his challenger is being announced tonight. Oh, is this what this is? This is this has always been known. This is this is what it's been. This is uh, the announcement from the committee, his right. next challenger. Can't wait for JJ Rogue to beat fucking overweight Larry. Can you fucking beat that? Evan. Well, Listen, if the committee selected this overweight Larry, then I'm going to be heated, Matt. Might walk off. There is no committee. It's See, the champ is here. He's paying attention. He's waiting to find out who his challenger is. I'll tell you what. I sent the champ the Brian Knobs butthole picture, and he opened it in his office. <laughs> <laughs> That's butt with two Ts. That's right. <laughs> that hole has a couple o O's. Yeah, yeah a hole with three O's. Okay, are we ready for the announcement? Yeah, go for it. I guess I'm, so. I'm excited. Let's see this. All Let's right, see. so all right, so here we go. Jesus Christ. Let's see, can we get this? All right, here we go. What's going on here? We live, pal. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a fucking committee. Give me a beer. Jesus. Come on. 
Gentlemen of the Shining Wizards podcast, this is the representative from the championship committee for Can You Beat That? There's been lots of chatter amongst yourselves about the validity of this committee, which I am not a part of, may I say. No, spokesperson. Oh. You've all failed us. You've done a terrible job booking, and we've now taken over. JJ Rogue, your next challenger. Is this correct? An Italian? <laughs> Your next challenger is Christian Rocco. I know nothing about this kid other than the committee has told me he's a worthy adversary. <laughs> well, there you go. I must say. Way to, way to, way to hide with that t-shirt logo. <laughs> uh, very impressed with the I'm not going to lie. That's take some balls from the committee to name Christian Rocco, the next challenger. And that is huge. That's the, that's, that's not bury the lead. That's the main, that's the main story here. That Christian Rocco wrestling trivia expert is going to be challenging for the championship of. Can you beat that? That's, that's big news. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, Pretty sure I know who that person was. Um, yeah. Didn't do any voice distortion and uh, definitely shouldn't have turned his head. Uh, and I, also shouldn't have been wearing that shirt. What are you guys talking about? But uh, he was very clear. He is not part of the committee. So so it's still a farce. Maybe. Yeah. Like, is this like Tony? Did you just reach out to to, to blurry blur blur Van Dam and. Uh, and ask them to read this. What what's all I all I can tell you is the committee wanted someone because they know that you guys have been breaking my balls. Like, oh look at this the champ. The committee wow. wanted a ringer. I may have lost faith in the committee. See, I'm kind of surprised that the champ would say that because I would think being a fighting champion for 42 days, he's not he a would fighting want to champion. take on all comers. Dude, just so and we, you can go back in the record books and look. I'm pretty sure he has not answered a single fucking question. And can you beat that? Oh, no, he did. He is, he is a coward. Wow. And he deserves to get his ass spanked. See, here's what I'm worried about. Is that Christian Rocco is so good. There's no doubt in my mind he's going to be the new champion. Yeah, no, but no look, doubt in my mind. Look, so Now, my question is, how are we? How, this is how good Christian is. How are we going to, quote, unquote, beat that see no 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 kev you're putting so many cards before this horse it's not going to know which way to go is that right because look all right we get it christian knows a lot about wrestling christian <laughs> he was answering trivia questions at like 12 years old yeah but christian doesn't maybe he's not built for the game i mean we've seen our champion play the game perfectly there's a lot of strategy that goes into this. It's not no. just answering questions. No, he he won because I thought that Ric Flair won his first championship at, at WrestleMania. Right, but he played strategy. He let you beat yourself. No, yeah. he didn't. He he he, he de deferred because he wouldn't have known any of the answers. Right, but then you had to be Big Dick Kevin and think you could crush him, and you didn't. But that's he, not he, what he, he was thinking strategy. when he did that. That's not yeah, what he was thinking. He was, he, he, was. he had no other choice because he wouldn't have gotten any. If you if you run the table, then you prove that you are a worthy competitor. But you didn't. 
he didn't have to answer any fucking questions. Right. I understand that. But that wasn't in his that wasn't his game plan. That was a hundred percent his it game plan. It was a hundred percent not his game plan. He had to defer it because he knew nothing. JJ Rogue, you could stop the gimmick for a second. That was your plan. You were just gonna let everybody else beat themselves. I know oh, it was. Dude, that that's that's like the, the that's of course that's part of the plan. Where but if like me I would believe that if it was me and Tony or me and you going at it, right? Like, can we really honestly get eight or nine of these that I understand, but he knew nothing, nothing. And just got lucky that I screwed up. That wasn't yeah. his game plan. Really, you he had no other choice, game. but to defer. Wow. Cause he wouldn't have gotten one or two or three, Matt. I don't know. I don't know if it's just me thinking this, or maybe you can join me, but I think Kevin's making this all about himself. What do you mean? I oh, mean, oh, the announcement. No, we should not undersell the announcement. Christian Rock was a huge get. No, like, oh, if it wasn't for you, like, you beat yourself. Nobody beat you. <laughs> I mean, he's more. I think if if uh, maybe uh, Kevin Kevin waits in the wings of of this championship challenge. That's up to the committee. He does have a rematch clause. He was the can you beat that champion when right. JJ Rogue beat him. Well, don't you have a rematch clause as well? And first of all, let me let me take a step back. Committee, I've talked to them several times. Oh, nobody's mentioned a rematch clause to me. How do you uh how do you speak with the committee? Yes. I send them everything by memo. Like a uh, Zoom or an email or FaceTime. No, typically an email. Oh, typically nice. an email. Okay. Sometimes I'll send them a Western Union, depending on if they're Is there a, do you blind CC them or do you just regular CC? No, it's the committee. Everybody on the committee has to know what I'm saying. If if I don't send it to everyone. There could be a communication breakdown. Right. So you it's don't blind CC. You CC everybody. Oh, no. Everybody's got to know. It's all open. All right. Now, I was surprised that they sent me a video today. I was not expecting that. They did tell me earlier in the week that they were going to let me know who the next challenger was and that the announcement was coming Monday. In terms of how they made the announcement, I thought I was just going to read a memo. But no, they were upset and they figured they needed a voice to make for the, the announcement. For the voiceless. You heard him. They, they, I heard him. The committee said you have failed us. The committee. No, the not committee didn't say the that. Stuff. The spokesperson said that. No, the committee was reading an actual. He was reading the letter from the yeah, committee. But who failed the committee? You or us? No, I think I think it was uh, I think it was like the booking in general. Maybe maybe the committee was not happy with downtown. No, maybe the committee was not happy with downtown PD Brown. I don't know. I don't know. That's not my decision. I do not control the committee. Failed is a harsh word. No, it's not my word, though. Look, I watched this video with you guys. Listen, you're the liaison. Now the committee has this anonymous spokesperson. How, how many minions do this, does this committee have to do their bidding for them? Kev, if I knew, that would make one of us. I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, I got to see why I'm bleeding. Can I get a timeout? <laughs> what are you having, your period, you fucking no, I just touched my leg and I got blood all over my fingers. <laughs> Cat scratch fever? No, nobody touched me. Oh my goodness! Tony, wow. I gotta go. Worse, worse this off. Worse, worse this off. Give me a second. Uh, if Luke shows up, just pop him in oh. there. Um, the whole MJF situation. Are we done with the committee? I'm done with the fucking committee. They can go fucking kick rocks for all I care. Listen, all I know all right. is that on I failed you. There was no committee was booking anything committee. 
All right. I was booking. I booked JJ Rogue to take on Kevin and I booked downtown PD Brown to take on JJ Rogue. If you have a fucking problem with that, come at me, bro. Yeah. I'm if you him. if you'd like, I could put that in a memo and send it to them that you're not. Happy I got something them. you could put in a memo. It's called a cave shot. Come on. Let's 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 be nice. All right. My fucking dirty asshole after a day on the truck. How do you like them apples committee? Really? Is this, is this, what, what do we, where did we learn cave shot from? Were you talking to Louie today? No, I didn't talk to Louie today. <laughs> Louie drank a lot on Saturday, though. Louie was on a fucking liquid diet for some that reason. That concerns though. me. That concerns yeah. me. Right, well, I don't go, know, man. Go, I got to fucking this bottle. All right, so go, go stop I'll be, right back. I'll be right back. Don't stain the carpet. Yes, please don't. Good carpet. I'll take your word for it. I haven't seen it in a while. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's the same carpet. I don't know. I mean, he's got a. I mean, a lot. Lots of things have changed. He's got a roommate now. That's not his wife. This is so weird, right? And, and an intern, nonetheless. I I once worked with a married couple that had a male oh. roommate, and they had an apartment in New York City. It's like, how how do you have like an ah apartment? well New York City? Come on, man, you got to. But it's still. But it was like a one bedroom apartment. This dude was just sleeping on their couch, and I'm like, why? Dude, you gotta pay the bills. Maybe it was a favor. Maybe it's a, what uh, you know, look, Matt. It's Matt is doing. Matt and his wife—they are the most like understanding, supportive, helpful people yes. I've ever known. I agree. You know, every Thanksgiving, Matt puts it out there. You need a place to go for Thanksgiving. Come on over. We got plenty of food. We got a place to stay. Yes. Not many how, people do that. How many people I've known over the years that have crashed on Matt's couch who have you know needed a place to stay for a while? Right. So Matt's good people. He's Matt. You're gonna have a new gimmick. You're gonna be the ph- uh, philanthropist. Why? Because you're a very nice, giving person. Why? Yeah. What did I do now? Well, the, we, you... we went back to the roommate thing. Yeah. Oh. Just because oh, yeah. we were well, we started with hoping you didn't get blood on the carpet. No, no, we're good. I guess I scratched my leg on something. I don't know. That toenail. Ugh, no. Gross. Yeah. No. The, the walnut big old, good. Big old hanger. The walnut toe is good. Don't you worry about the walnut toe. <laughs> <laughs> walnut toe. The walnut toe. Uh, we Possibly. talked about it a lot last week because there was a lot of questions in the air with the whole MGF thing. Um, and and Tony swarping down. It was a work. Uh, and then uh, he comes out on Dynamite and cuts a very good promo. Scathing. Um, and, uh, he, he calls Tony Khan a bunch of, a bunch of bad names. Uh, he says that, uh, he says, uh, hold on. Sorry. He says that he, the only place he belongs is with the other, the only position he should assume is behind the guardrail with the other marks. Something like that. Oh, and I also read some other stuff today too, that, uh, some of the fallout from the interview that is not wrestling related. Yeah, I don't get that. What's that about? It's not Paramount, is it? Who's in? No, it's Discovery. Discovery. Yeah, Discovery was not happy. They don't. Allegedly, they don't want MJF on TV. They don't want any merch. They don't want Nate like his name mentioned. Like it's. Well, I didn't hear the part where they don't want him on TV. They're just getting his, all of his like promos and commercials and edited out. So like, if he was if it was a live show, I don't think they've come down on that yet. At least I haven't seen that reported anywhere. So oh, I don't know. Yeah, here. Okay, so it is. It is promotional. Oh fuck! That's one of these. Like, so yeah, it's like any like they edit him out and put in other AEW footage. They 
take his likeness off off all the the commercials, which which means in wrestling terms that he's doing something right. Well, then this this means maybe you actually have to tune in in order to see him now. I don't so know. He, here's what That's I want to know, though. That's like, weird. I want to know if like Tony Khan, like. I don't know anything about the relationship, like like the, the Discovery and the Warner and all that stuff. I know nothing about how they operate. But like, if Tony Khan has the ear of somebody there and says, hey, we have to do this for the sake and the betterment of the TV show. Like, I wonder if Tony Khan went to them and said, hey, pull him from everything. Because you remember in the storyline, Max went full bore at Tony. So like maybe it's like ah so he's not on this he's not on that he was removed from the the webpage he was removed from this and that maybe that's like Tony Khan telling people in discovery or maybe that maybe it's a Tony Khan call I have no idea Yeah Kevs because uh somebody I want to give credit where it's due um I think yeah so our champion said that it was an AEW memo to discovery and and the more i'm reading about it that kind of seems to be the case that makes perfect sense then because that just furthers and makes the story more see when <clears throat> excuse me when they took him off the website i was like ah oh, that's like standard like work shoot behavior like that happens all the <clears throat> time when when stuff like this happens it's like the most transparent move that you could do is just take somebody off the website and remove them from the roster page or in wwe's term move them to the alumni section like that's what you do to like try to make people believe, but it's so transparent that nobody nobody buys it at all. But this, a memo sent from AEW to Time Warner or to Discovery to get him off. That at least, while us like smart quote air quote smart fans know that that's also a next level decoy or next level storyline progression to somebody that might be that might not be on the internet 24 seven. That's a believable premise to me that Tony Khan literally does not want anything to do with MJF. So when you have discovery and you put it out there that discovery ordered that he be removed from all promotional advertising and all that stuff, that's another layer of the onion that becomes a little bit more believable than just pulling him from the website or off the roster page. Did it, and I know this is going to think I'm crazy for asking, but I do need to ask, do you think it was a little weird that MJF 10 power bombs stretched out seems to appear on Wednesday, just complaining that he's a little sore. Doesn't this harken back to Shane McMahon after King of the ring, just popping out on raw, just seeming to be fine. I don't have a problem with that because that story is over. That's done. MJF and Wardlow are done. Right. So I don't have a problem with, MJF just showing up because everyone knew everyone that watched that watches AEW knew what was potentially going on. Now, whether or not it was a work from day one ish or whether it was a work a couple days later ish, we don't, well, I don't think we'll ever know only like Max and Tony know, but I have no problem with him. No selling the complete beatdown he got on AEW because it had to be addressed whether it's a worker or not, it had to be addressed. So you can't have him coming out, in like a neck brace and crutches to cut this badass promo that he's going to do that literally just set the world on fire. So I have no problem with him completely getting destroyed and then showing up two days later, like nothing ever happened. So, and now here's the thing though, 
now does this and I, I i this is a take that i read from somebody i can't remember who it was uh somebody from pw insider now here's the thing if this is a standalone promo on on tony khan that doesn't lead to a story down the road then it's it is what it is it was just a great moment in time it's got to lead to something else and i don't want to see tony khan on tv every week matt i don't know about you uh, I have zero interest in uh, seeing Tony Khan on TV every week. It's bad enough when I go to the live shows. I have to see him come out and do his fucking Joe Gertner fucking. Are you ready for a good show? Fucking asshole, stomp around like a fucking five year old. He's bonkers. At a fucking candy store. Can I? Can I? Um, I know that they are fans of having these uh, scrums after the pay-per-views now, which is insane when you think about it, when the pay-per-views aren't going off till one o'clock in the morning on the East coast. And then guys who work these five hour shows now have to hang around for another hour or two to answer questions and whatnot. Like I get yeah. it. They want it to be sports. Like, yeah, but, it's no different than like a, a, if a game goes into double overtime or something like that, you still stick around. And I'm trying to listen to Jim Cornette less and less, but he did make a good point and it, it had me pissing my pants they had the full audio of the scrum. They picked six random places to drop in, and every single time it was Tony Khan talking for another 10 minutes. So are we doing this to try to get the wrestlers and the stories over, or is this just like Tony Khan getting to play in front of the microphones and tell everybody what a great job everybody did and whatnot? I think you are in uncharted territory, right? Like, Vince McMahon never did it. Yeah, if Vince did this after a pay-per-view, he'd probably be... The, look, if he, if Vince McMahon is the one talking, right, or Tony Khan, they control the conversation, right? Sure. Like, they ask you a question. The way you answer it's going to... And you can talk for 10 minutes and control the narrative, uh, or you can be a buffoon like I probably would be and just, you know shoot myself in the fucking foot and then it'd be fucking wrestling dirt sheet fodder for weeks to come right. like he just that's what he does he's he, he never he does the busted open segment uh and then he does these scrums and that's really it like he's not out there doing maybe he does like an AEW unrestricted podcast this is what people are there for though it's great to get cm punk to sit up there with him and say like this is what I always want to do. I'm so happy to be back and I'm finally world champion again. But people want to hear what fucking Tony Khan has to say. Dude, he drops for I, I, I mean, Matt, you watch a lot of sports. Tony watches soccer. Um we, we watch we watch a lot of post-game press conferences, right? Right? Fair I to say. I very rarely watch a post-game press conference. But you've seen enough in yes. your lifetime to know how they go. I've never, and I listened to, I only heard it because I listened to Eric Bischoff's podcast today. And never in my life have I heard somebody drop so many F-bombs in a post-game press conference as Tony Khan did when uh, he was asked about Eric Bischoff's comments about how CM Punk is the biggest financial flop in, in wrestling history or AEW history, whatever it was. And he just unleashed fury of F-bombs like I've never heard an owner of a company, owner of a business, billionaire, just do and i again i don't know who these scrums reach maybe it's just the wrestling media i don't know if it goes out further than that like tmz or espn or this and that but dude it he was off the wall bonkers when he got that question so yeah but that's what like look he's not stupid either right i don't know 
I don't know. I don't know. Right? You people, you know, people want transparency, especially in the wrestling business. Now, it might, it, there's a time and a place for it. The big swole thing was a terrible look for him. Yeah, he's not bad. He's not batting a thousand. No, he's might be batting like 250, maybe. Yeah. That's actually still pretty good. But, but mean, not. He's gone out there and he said some pretty fucking outlandish shit, but like. You know, you're throwing, you're tra- trading jazz with Eric Bischoff, and outlandish. And uh, you know, it's, it might get a little messy. I mean, Eric Bischoff didn't wear kid gloves when he went after Vince McMahon, so no, nah. And Bischoff doesn't back down either. Like no, why would he? Yeah, he don't. What do you? He don't care. Listen, no. Bischoff would probably fucking tear Tony Khan apart if they actually got into a fist fight. Look, it, it's it's great for everyone involved. Eric Bischoff's name is coming out of Tony Khan's mouth, and vice versa. <laughs> Although Tony Khan, when, C- when CM Punk said, like, some people should just go in a dark corner and die, Tony Khan was like, whoa, I don't want anyone to die here. Yeah. You know. yeah. So it's it's, inter- it's interesting shit. And and it's not like, you know, fucking in two weeks, Eric Bischoff could be part of a fucking segment on AEW again. Like Probably. It's just a crazy time. They, he invited Tony Khan to come on his podcast and actually hash things out. And Conrad and like, uh, and he told Conrad to do it. And then Con, and then Eric was like, "He's not going to. Like, he doesn't believe that Tony Khan wants anything to do with him anymore. No, they're not doing it for free. That'll be a fucking Starcast Six main event. True. Fucking sixty dollar ticket in a fucking auditorium that seats three thousand people, and they'll be just fine. Yep, I actually would pay sixty bucks to see that. To be honest with you. Uh, so we get the MJF stuff, and then uh, Dynamite was awesome this week. By the way, uh, I, we don't have to take a deep dive, but it was solid shit. Uh, after the uh, CM Punk FTR match, uh, Tony's fuckboy comes out. CM Punk says, "I know the I know New Japan's back there, and I know the Forbidden Door is coming up. We need to sell some pay- some some pay per views here. So who's stepping in the ring with me?" And Fucknuts comes out with his dumb air guitar and his stupid hair. Yeah, I was disappointed. Go Ace, go Ace, your asshole. I was disappointed with this reveal. What'd you call it? A shit cavern. <laughs> You were disappointed with the Tanahasho? Yeah, no, I, I I don't know enough about New Japan to, but like if to me if it wasn't Okada or Naito, then like anything else would have been a letdown to me. And now I don't know if Ta- Tanahashi might have a better reputation in New Japan than either one of those guys. For all I know, I don't know. You I don't think Okada's the, like the main guy, right? You don't get the nickname the Ace for nothing, Kevin. So is Tanahashi on the same level as Naito and Okada? Ta- Tanahashi is the reason why Okada and Naito are at the, are where they are. He he is this. He is. A lot of people put the success of New Japan on his back. Like he is the phoenix that rose from okay. the ashes. See, this is why I was really looking forward to to this podcast tonight, and and you bringing this up actually helps me understand it a little bit more for someone who doesn't necessarily watch New Japan uh, all the time. So I again, I was thinking Okada, but then I was thinking like you can't have Okada Punk when they're both the champs. Yeah, you can't do champ champ. You can't do champ champ right there. Uh, then I was thinking Naito because I, to me, because how many times are the main events Naito Okada in Japan? So like to me, Naito would be if it's not going to be Okada, which I already debunked, it should have been Naito. But if Tanahashi is this guy, if he's that dude, then I'm totally okay with it. But now we don't know. So uh, well, we do. I mean, so this is essentially this is the first match announced for Forbidden Door, and then somewhere around. 
two, three o'clock in the afternoon Friday, CM Punk tweeted out that uh, tune to Rampage tonight. There's I have a special, an important announcement about the my future in wrestling in the championship. This is a fucking. This now this is a mess. I don't know how AEW handles this this way because it's a fucking disaster from go. It's embarrassing. What are the odds that the two top guys in the company, arguably Cody Rhodes and CM Punk, both go both go down in like the <clears throat> same week or the same time frame? It's it it's bad. And CM Punk's your champ. It's not even that he got. Look, I understand people get hurt, right? It happens. So he comes out. He cuts this promo. He tells us he he hurt. He's hurt. He has to have surgery. He's not, but he's not relinquished. He's not giving up the title. He's not being stripped of the title. But here we have Excalibur doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Jericho's like he has to. He's relinquishing the title. He says it a hundred fucking times. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on. You're live. This was live. This wasn't pre-taped. Yes. This was live. This is like, what the fuck, guys? I know Jericho's the fucking wizard. He's the legend. Like, you got to tell your fucking commentating team what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Shine the wizard. And he, then it only gets worse. I bet you Tony Khan didn't know it, what was what he was going to do until he started doing the show. I guarantee you he didn't know what he was going to do. Guaranteed. Now, check. follow this. Since, since Tony hates fucking tournaments, Tony the Shining Wizard. That's right. Decided, we're not doing a tournament. They decided we're getting an interim champion. Oh, here we go. All right, so just try and follow this. All right, mm-hmm. I think I have got this down. Wednesday night on Dynamite, there's going to be a battle royal. That's right. The winner of that battle royal faces John Moxley. Correct. The winner of that match advances to the main event of Forbidden Door. Over in Japan, a Dominion a Sunday, Hiroshi Tanahashi is going to wrestle Hiroki Goto. Whoever wins that faces the winner of the John Moxley Battle Royal match. Hiroki Goto? Don't disrespect Hiroki Goto. At Forbidden Door, whoever wins that match is the interim AEW world champion who will eventually wrestle CM Punk when he's healthy. Wait, so it's Tanahashi and Goto? And the winner of that match goes on to main event Forbidden Door against Moxley Battle Royal. All right. I, wait, like wait, Hiro- wait. I like Hiroki Goto. Eh, really? Really? Let, let's rewind. Let's take it all the way back to the beginning. Though. It's going to be Mo- it's gonna be Moxley Tanahashi, and, Mo- and Moxley's going to win. I'm so tired of right? his- that. That's allowed, right? Yeah, why wouldn't that be allowed? I think it's going to be Tanahashi that wins. Tony, go ahead. Oh, so you think I- it's going to be title for title eventually? So Tanahashi is going to be the interim champion? And he's going to wrestle CM Punk eventually. But he's going to go back to Japan with that belt, so we don't have a fucking champion anyway. No, he can stay in the States. He's fine. Yeah, sure. Why not? Fuck no. Yeah, why not? Fuck no. Anyway, fucking I. I'm fucking, yeah, my fucking I. (laughs) Nah, I think it's going to be Moxley. Dude, all right. Time out. Hold up. Rewind. Fuck your ratings. And this is why. Uh Uh-oh. From what I understand, Mr. Moxley was fucking number four in the ratings, lost at the pay-per-view, and all of a sudden he was boosted up to number one for this fucking gimmick? No, I, th- I heard, I read that he has like the like an undefeated record. He's like plus seven. Who gives a fuck? He's ranked number four. Uh, they boosted they... him in fucking behind the scenes. Tony Khan explained it somehow. Fuck yeah. him! 
He's like plus – he's he has the biggest – the best winning percentage. He has seven wins or – The quality <sighs> of his opponents is higher. Oh, fuck, dude. It's Just a sport, get Tony. The, get rid of the fucking rating. All right, Just here it is, Tony. Here it is. John Moxley is the only AEW wrestler with seven plus 2022 singles bouts undefeated on TV. Dynamite, Rampage, and Battle of the Belts. Plus, pay-per-view, Revolution, Double or Nothing. 7-0 Moxley. Plus- he lost at the last pay-per-view. Wasn't a singles, singles match. match. How the fuck is he ranked number four if he's undefeated? 7-0 uh, Moxley and Anthony Agogo are the only undefeated AEW why is it a go-go going a go-go? You go-go. Uh, they're the only undefeated 7-0 records in AEW. It's so why does it a go-go get to go-go? Moxley ranked Why can't it be higher... Moxley in a go-go? Moxley ranked higher based on opponent's quality. Yeah, a oh, go-go's winning matches on dark. Yeah, but 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 when they want to find the number one contender to fucking wrestle, say fucking uh Britt Baker or fucking Thunder Rosa, oh fucking so and so is fifty two and zero because fucking so and so wrestles on elevation every fucking week. There's no rhyme or reason. Listen from your uncle Tony. Tony, get rid of the fucking rankings. It's stupid. <laughs> it's past its time. For three years, it's meant absolutely nothing. Just fucking kiss it goodbye, and then you don't have to worry about fucking big holes in your plots, dude. Tony, would you have been against stripping punk? No, strip him. Fucking gone. No, Finn Balor no. won the Universal Championship and gave it up the next fucking day. Shit happens. Deal with it. And besides, you know what would be better for punk? Comes back bigger, stronger, faster without a belt. So it gives him a reason. I want my shot. They took it away from me unfairly. What is this shit now? Oh, I'm the fucking champ. Now I have to wrestle CM Punk? Fuck him. He didn't wrestle fuck off for nine months. And he's not even going to be ranked because he's the fucking champ? Fuck out of here. Seriously, get out of here with that shit. It's ridiculous. Just strip him of the fucking title. Let him have his moment where he loses his smile. Tell me a lie. Hand the belt over to fucking Cocaine Tony. And fucking just have Moxley take the fucking thing. Because who gives a shit at this point? Would you have been upset if they did a five a five way dance with the top five uh, ranked I'm men? I'm so tired of the fucking top five. Fucking. I'm just fucking, asking. Fuck, oh my god. So what, Dude, how just give you... it to Adam Cole. Adam Cole won a tournament. He beat three fucking people. Let him have the fucking belt. Who gives a shit? It's fucking garbage, dude. Garbage. Garbage. Now, and where's wait? Where's fucking? Where's Adam Page? How is Adam Page in the Battle Royal? I don't know, but he's wrestling David Finley next week. What is he in the Battle Royal? I don't know. Why don't we no, know this? I don't know who's in the Battle Royal yet. Is it Go Go in the Battle Royal? Seven and oh, he should be. I don't know. Uh, no, let me ask you this. Yes, uh, Motspock is right. Adam Cole is hurt too. Yeah, he's banged so up. So is Brian Danielson. Oh, wait. So does Adam Cole get to be the fucking interim fucking Bret Hart champion or whatever the fucking belt? No, Adam Cole is uh reportedly not going to wrestle until the Forbidden Door. Oh, great. So he's been fucking hurt the whole time. So he's not going to work until Forbidden Door. That's going to work out well. Who's he going to wrestle? Fucking Takahashi. Don't, I don't. Uh, let him wrestle bad luck folly. Fuck them both. Wow. Really? Yeah, really. Fuck them. All right. So they haven't announced who's in the battle royal yet. They did announce. Do I have it here what the matches are next week? Did they announce the part how many people are going to be in the battle royal? 20 man, 10 man, 15 man? Did they do that? No. Tony, it's going to be a 75 man battle royal. 
because the roster can allow it. Probably. No, they did not announce um, who's in the Battle Royal. They did announce that Fit, uh, uh, David Finley's wrestling Adam Page next week. That should be they, fun. They announced that the uh, next Battle of the Belts will be August 5th in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and they're bringing back Blood and Guts the end of June. Yeah, and, and William Regal had to do the announcement. That was a weird little promo. Is that the cage match gimmick thing? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's oh, War Games. It's going to be the fucking Jericho idiots against the fucking against Eddie Kingston and his pals. And you manga. You manga. Uh, would now this uh, uh, Anthony from the Mark Order podcast was over last night. Does MJF win the battle royal? God, I hope so. If there's a, if there's a player in the world. So he's got to win the battle royal, and then he's got to fucking wrestle Moxley okay. one of these fucking. Here's my thing, right? Fucking beat up everybody, and then MJF against Tanahasho. No, if he, the promo he cut said he didn't want to be there, so why give him an opportunity to win your interim championship? Don't put him in the battle royal. That makes no fucking. Oh yeah. Sense. All right. So where where did that question come from then? Because Ant Ant Money from the Mark Order podcast was like, "What if MJF wins the battle royal?" And I oh, was you like, mean you mean the B show? Okay. Yes. I was like, that makes zero sense because he said Wednesday night he doesn't want to be there. If he doesn't say something like that, right, he just cuts his scathing promo and then he's in there to fuck them. But, like, why is AEW, why is Tony Khan going to let MJF be in the Battle Royal? All right, so let me counterpunch. Let me volley, sir. So if if, if MJF doesn't want to be there and we're going by that logic then him appearing in any capacity wouldn't make sense unless Tony Khan says, hey, you have a contract. You have to be here. Now, rewarding him with a title shot, that's a whole nother right. level. Like you should like you could put him in there with like Lance Archer. Like, hey, you have a contract. You have to wrestle the Murder Hawk. And he's like, oh, fuck this. I don't want to fucking do that. But to give him an opportunity to win your interim title, which would probably make a great story. But I just. Yeah. I'm with you on that. It would kind of be like what's good for the goose is good for the gander. It would be Tony Khan doing to MJF what MJF did to Wardlow. Yes. Essentially. So you force him to show up on your show. But even that doesn't even necessarily make sense. Like, like you have a contract, but like, what, like, why would I want somebody working for me that just said all that crap about me? Like, get, go, go scratch. You know, again, like, MJF versus Tony Khan. That's what we're getting. I don't so like now, it. let me ask you this, and this is something I was thinking about too, Matt. Do you think in any way we somehow get the dreaded authority figure that's not Tony Khan? Like, does maybe William... Re I'm just throwing this out. Does William Regal maybe become... Tony Khan's like, I can't deal with this. I'm a busy guy. I don't want to deal with this. William Regal or Jerry no. Lynn or, no. or Arn Anderson, you handle this. No... Tony Khan wants to be a player in his fucking sandbox. That's what he wants. He's, he's dying good, to be a player. He's not very talented. I understand. Neither was Herb Abrams, and he was on every fucking show. All right, you don't don't compare the UWF to fucking AEW. It's kind of the same thing, man. It's not UWF to AEW. It's, it's owner Tony Khan to, to Herb Abrams. Yeah, that's it's not every, bad, dude. He wants to be involved. Yeah, I don't want look, I'm I don't want to see him involved. I want no part of Tony Khan. 
in look, a fucking wrestling ring unless he's doing his. Vin, look, Vince was involved. Vern Gagne was involved. Paul Heyman was involved. Jim Cornette was involved. Bischoff. Fucking Bischoff was involved. Fucking uh, uh, what's his name? Fritz von Erich was involved. All the fucking promoters are always involved. Bill Watts was involved. What if Rams? Bro, I mean, Tony Khan weighs a hundred pounds soaking wet. So does right, Adam so, Cole, and he's a fucking Owen Hart champion. Adam Cole could wrestle his nuts off. Tony Khan, I don't think he can. So let me ask you this. Oh, he can. He fucking tweaks name, out a me, bit. He'll fucking take everybody out. Let me throw a name out there for you guys. Oh, shit. So there's no way that this person could ever be besmirched. I'm not talking about Regal. What about, what about Vicky Guerrero? What about putting Vicky in that role to do the bidding? This way, no one, no one can really get heat back on her. Unless it's like a woman situation. No, but, no, you're you you're you're fucking you're muddy in the waters. It's gotta be Tony Khan. Gotta But be. he's he can't cut a promo. Doesn't matter. He stinks. You're right, he does. And I'm this is you. where we're heading. I don't so so Matt, what Tony Khan is gonna be number one in the rankings next week. So Matt, would you have any issue if say Tony Khan sent a Vicky Guerrero out there to do some of this stuff? I think it would be atrocious. I agree with you in theory, but if that's if if we're going with an MJF Tony Khan sort of Vince McMahon Steve Austin thing, I don't it, want. Any it's got to be somebody else than, than Tony, right? Or would people just not believe it at all? I, I really don't know. I really hope that's not the direction they're going. It's I, what else can they do? I don't know. <laughs> Look, they no. took his they took his shit off of a the AEW website. There's the 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 I think you guys talked about it when I was on the phone. He's not in any of the promo packages anymore. Yeah. Like they've removed him from everything. Is this like uh Yeah, it's like are they gonna like let this like just like let him not be around for six months? Are they gonna not pay him? Or not pay, not uh are they gonna pay him not to show up? Are they gonna are we gonna get like a real nice story out of this? Well, I think we're gonna get the real nice story because I don't think I think that's all work. The whole right, yes. But now, like, and... like, do we see them? Like, now that this punk situation has happened, are they going to perhaps? Let's say the let's just hypothetically say the original plan was MJF cuts that promo. There was that post promo footage of P CM Punk chasing him out of the arena. Yeah. The original plan is MJF is gone for six months. Let, let's just say, okay, or eight months, whatever. Long time. He, you, we let Punk do the Forbidden Door. We let him be on fucking New Japan. It's huge. He's an afterthought. And then, like, at the end of, like, Revolution or uh, Full Gear in November, MJF fucking shows up again. I, I like that concept in theory, but it's just, like, MJF is, like, the most talked about guy in wrestling right now. How do you try to not at least capitalize on that investment for the time being like you have like and i and i know it can go either way like yeah keeping them out for six months just to let the or i wouldn't go six maybe like four months five three or four months just to let the the you know the ground swell heat up and the streets starting to burn a little bit every single every single week but i don't see how you can't just take advantage of having mjf on your roster and especially now that if punk is hurt if Danielson is hurt. If Cole is hurt, you need like they have a big roster, but like all hands should be on deck every week, right? Now, the, punk, the punk injury is we don't know the timetable, but 
Danielson, they say, is one to two weeks. So okay, okay, that's right. And Adam Cole's the same way. You know, Forbidden Door is three weeks away, so they're just resting him. So they can all still be on TV. Um, well, you're right. I just, I don't know. Unless you're going, unless we're not going Steve Austin, Vince McMahon, you're going okay. Bret Hart, Vince McMahon. Okay, well, either way. I mean, yeah, fair enough. You're like, he's fucking sneaks in the back and beats the shit out of Tony Khan while he's doing in Gorilla. And they do love themselves some Bret Hart. As we all do. Right? Like, maybe we're all thinking of the big, obviously, one of the, the arguably biggest wrestling feuds ever, Austin and McMahon. But don't forget, McMahon, he he had his, his fingers were all over that Bret Hart shit, too. That's the, that was it. That was it. That was the trigger. There would be there wouldn't be a Stone Cold Steve Austin Vince McMahon if there wasn't a Stone Cold if there wasn't a Bret Hart Vince McMahon. It would never have happened. So but Vince could work. also Vince could also work and talk. Vince could talk and Vince can work. It's two two strikes on uh, Mr. Khan. Yeah, I mean it. I just it'll be dynamite. will be interesting Wednesday night. So that's why I'm thinking there's got to be somebody else that's going to be inserted into this if it goes. So, like, it, what was the point of the promo then if it doesn't go to a Tony Khan, MJF sort of deal? Like, what was the point? Just to have a moment? Just to have a moment in time? Like, and there was a cliche, a saying, where WWE books for the story and AEW books for the moments. Like, what? What's? where's the payoff in this if it's not either somebody representing Tony Khan or Tony Khan himself? And who would be the, who would be the heel? People really going to cheer, uh, cheer Tony Khan? No, they're going to cheer a fucking uber heel MJF and they're going to boo the shit out of Tony Khan. Everything Jericho said was true. Uh, Jericho, MJF, everything he said was true. I got Jericho on the mind because he did a fucking hair versus hair match this week. Oh, with or- next week. Uh, yeah, next week with Ortiz. 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 What do you mean? What are you, what are you shaking your head at? They're going to take Ortiz's hair. No, they're not. They're, I think they're going to take Jericho's. Jericho's got a weave. How the fuck do you shave a weave? The wizard? Yeah, the fucking wizard. Poof. His hair's gone. Wait, he's got a weave? Oh, yeah. You've never seen the front. You've never seen his hairline, dude? Holy shit. I forgot to tell you guys. I think oh, I found. Fuck. I think I figured out where that Shining Wizards t-shirt was that Kevin gave to the. the uh... Bro, Brian. You know, Brian, you played rock band with him, Tony? Yeah, yeah. Beats me Saturday night at like 1230. What shining like, wizards? What did I do? It's like sound guy at Dingbats is wearing a shining wizards t-shirt. <laughs> the shirt that I, that I waited for two hours to give to Jericho, but I gave that directly. I gave that directly to his manager. Uh, who knows who the fucking manager gave it to? Are you sure it was his manager and it wasn't just some guy from Dingbats? I, Tony, I waited outside there for two and a half hours at least to just try to talk to Jericho for a second and just give him the shirt. I didn't care. I didn't want a picture. I didn't want an auto. I didn't want nothing. Just wanted to say, here, Jericho, thanks for doing the podcast. Here is the shirt. I talked so to somebody some who ran- went on the bus and gave it, and he took the shirt with them and gave it to Jericho. Some random dude. A guy running a soundboard at Dingbats last night was wearing a Shining Wizard. Was it a pink and black? I, I said, interesting. No idea who that could have been. What kind of show was it? It was a carnivore show. <laughs> They're like an 80s thrash metal band. Of course, the legendary carnivore. And Brian even said, like, I tried to talk to him, but he was working. Now I'm fucking curious. Now I might have to go to fucking Dingbats <laughs> to see who's fucking fussing around in a Shining Wizards t-shirt. For those who's, of you who don't remember, who Brian... Who the sound guy at Dingbats? I might know... Th- I actually might know the person, so... 
Brian actually has history on the show. We uh, we did an interview for his uh, his old YouTube channel, Monster Closet, years yeah. ago. It was fun. It was a lot of fun with those guys. Yeah, it was. Um, so yeah, Jericho that triggered that. Uh, Tony, you were also very questionable about Hiroki Goto. Yeah, it's weird. Why Goto? I he. I like Goto. Don't get me wrong. It's just a weird choice to go for like this prestigious championship. Would you like Gogo versus Goto? <laughs> I don't know, man. He's a two-time IWGP Intercontinental Champion. Uh, he's a junior tag champion, two-time IWGP tag champion, five-time never openweight champion. He's won the, the New Japan Cup three times. Um, he's won the World Tag League. Like He's pretty... He's got a good history there. No, I get it, but it's just so weird with all the other talent they have in New Japan. Goto is the well, guy. The Dominion's go are the Dominion card is was set already before this happened. All right, that's fair enough then. So this is what is this is Dominion. Uh, Jay White Okada for the heavyweight championship. Fuck Jay White. Um, three way Juice Robinson, hard, a uh, rock hard Juice Robinson. Excuse me. Uh, against Sonata, against Will Ospreay, through a dance for the U.S. title. Matt, yo, can I cut you off for a second before I forget did. this? Before I forget this question, yeah, yeah. Did Ace Austin join Bullet Club? Yeah, he did. Oh boy. Uh, Tamatanga against Carl Anderson for the Never Openweight Championship. Wow, that's random. Well, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Not if you're watching New Japan Pro Wrestling. Well. Kind of random because these guys are former tag guys and now they're fucking wrestling for singles titles. So, <laughs> oh, gratitude. Uh, Shingo Takagi against Tai Chi for the King of Pro Wrestling trophy. Chase uh, Owens and Bad Luck Folly against Jeff Cobb and Great O'Connor for the IWGP tag titles. Uh, Evil Show and Yujiro Takahashi against Zack Sabre Jr., Kanemura, and El Desperado for the six-man titles. Oh, who fucking who fucking jumped this. before Great O'Conn fucking gave him the claw fucking power bomb? Who did Great O'Conn fucking put through a table on on AEW? Um, FTR match and FTR and was it was it Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy? No, Great O'Conn and Jeff Cobb weren't in that match. No, but they, they did the run-in. Yeah, but he After... fucking he was gonna fucking oh it was Trent. He was gonna put Trent through the table and Trent jumped before he fucking did anything. Toriano against Doc Gallows, Naito Bushi and Hiromu against ELP, Ace Austin, Taji Shimori, uh, and TJP Akira and Aaron Hanare against Taguchi, Master Wado, and Tenzan. Okay. Ooh, baby. I'm excited. I... We're picking it. I'm a little annoyed that they did the best of the Super Juniors and Hiromu won, and they have made that like a typically that match uh, for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship is, is at, on Dominion. Is on Dominion, but it's not. It's on the it's 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 after Dominion, and it's like the following New Japan Road Tour. Trying to do huh. some, some uh, house show sales. I guess so. That's a fucking huge match, though. Hiromu and, and Ishimori. Maybe business isn't booming in Japan. Maybe they gotta, gotta sell something. Looking good for the best of the Super Junior, so I have no idea. Who? So, so you said Hiromu won the Super Junior, right? Yeah, he beat uh, El Desperado. Nice. Good for Hiromu. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, some AEW and uh, New Japan news. I like it. Love it. Um, so there was uh, Luke got he's got a, a 
thousand things going on. Uh, of course. Had me call him, which is why I dropped out before. Uh, we're just going to reschedule for uh, for later in the month. So uh, he didn't know show. He's not unprofessional. Um, he was very frazzled when I spoke to him. He just felt bad because he couldn't do the interview. He thought he fucked everything up. I told him, we got you. We'll figure it out. We got Don't it. worry about it. So Luke Hawks will be joining us. Uh, in the next few weeks, we, I just got to figure it out after the show. So, uh, but you got more of us, so that's always fun. And we still have big, strong mims. Um, and we have our Wizards Rewind. Oh, uh, I would like to take this time to uh, maybe shout out the the network and the Patreon people. Sounds good to me. All right, so I'm gonna go big over here. Go big or go home. Boom. Uh, you're going to want to check out the Shining Wizards Network over at ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. Where is the banner? I have it over here. There it is. Uh, home to a variety of great shows. If you're into heavy metal, pro wrestling, pop culture, uh, 80s and 90s uh, movies, pop culture, music, can all be found at the Shining Wizards Network, the Midnight Jury, the Inconclusive Breakdown Podcast, Metal Night in Canada, uh, Wrestling Night in Canada, uh, sorry, Radioactive Metal. That is a snowy show. Um, uh, who else am I forgetting? Uh, Ringside Rant is there. They do a great job. RJ and company uh, going back through the Attitude Era. Um, the Brocast, they're not on the network, but they've been supporting us and playing our commercials on their show. So we support them on our show. Let me just pull up this shiningwizardsnetwork.com and just make sure I didn't miss anybody. Uh, I got the Midnight Jury. I got the Inclusive Breakdown podcast. I got the Mark Order podcast. I forgot them. I'm an idiot. That's the Wednesday night show. You're home for all AEW stuff. Uh, they do a great job recapping Dynamite, Rampage, um, super fun stuff. The Turnbuckle Throwbacks. How could I forget those guys? Uh, Phil and Choppy and Jay over there uh, doing their thing. So uh, check it out. It's all at the Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. Boom. Get out of here. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you are enjoying what you're listening to and you want to support the shining wizard wrestling podcast and you have a couple extra dollars head over to our patreon patreon.com slash wizards podcast and for as little as a dollar a month yes one dollar a month you can support the shining wizards wrestling podcast and you say matt what does that one dollar a month get me well i'm gonna tell you it gets you a shout out right here on this very show and we do that every week uh, if you go up to $3 a month, you get a shout-out, and you get access to our bonus content. We do watch-alongs. We do crossword puzzles. Uh, we do pay-per-view rewinds, uh, all sorts of good stuff there. Uh, $5 a month, you're going to get everything at the $3 a month uh, tier and the $1 a month shout-out. Plus, we're going to promote your social media, your website, um, whatever you'd like us to. Uh, as long as it's not um, like some weird like 4chan or two girls, one cup or something weird like that. And then $10 and above, we're changing things up. We're getting rid of the box of wizardry. So I know what you're thinking. I still haven't gotten my box of wizardry. Well, listen, Kathy Hummer, Kratzo, William Mercier, Bergman, Thomas Copps, Brendan Haney, David Henry Bauer III, Ryan Schlong, Maddie Garifo, Danny Russ, Mike Peterson, and Kate the Great. I'm sending out monster boxes of wizardry in July. Okay. So don't fret. You will be compensated for no box. 
um, in the month that you were supposed to get it. I'm just looking to get rid of the boxes of wizardry because uh, I have uh, scoured the ends of the earth for stuff to give you guys. And uh, it's just uh, it's getting harder and harder to find cool things that don't cost a shit ton of money. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. So boxes of wizardry are going away for your $10 a month. You can become a legend. And you say, well, man, I'm already a legend in my spare time. Dick, so fair enough. But this is what we're going to do every month. We're going to put all the people $10 above. We're going to put your names in a hat. We're going to pick a name out. When we pick that name out, we're going to say, hey, Patreon, here's your options. You can sit in on an interview that we're going to do. You want to talk to big, strong Mims? Come on in. You sit in, ask a couple questions, be a part of the show. You want to go for the can you beat that championship? Clearly, we have to go through the committee. But that's something we can make happen. You want to sit in and do a Wizards Rewind with us? Sign yourself up. You're in. You want to do bonus content with us? It's a lock. So every month, we're going to pick one person, and they're going to get to be a part of the show. Uh, and so much more. And obviously, if you contribute more, uh, you'll get more entries into the monthly drawing. So check your Patreons. Tony sent out a message Friday to explain some of the changes. If that was a little confusing to you, I apologize. But we're looking to get you, the Patreon supporters, more involved in the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast because uh, nobody um, doesn't want to talk about wrestling. Get on the podcast, talk to a wrestler, do a rewind of maybe a show that got you into wrestling or a pay-per-view that made you a fan. We're getting a time machine. We'll talk with you about it. You already know what the three of us are going to say, but we want to hear what you have to say. So check it out. Patreon.com backslash Wizards Podcast. At this time, we're going to thank those that support us. Kathy Hummer. She's the queen of the Shining Wizards. Uh, Manny Crasso, the king of the Wizards. Uh, Danny Rusinello over at at. At. I don't know why I said it like that. At. I said it again. At. Not Danny Russ on Twitter. Make sure you're following all these wonderful people. Anthony Rusinello over there at the Mark Order Podcast. Sean Toe and Sean Calejo. Uh, Kate the Great Hensler at Miss Kate Fabe. She's doing the Mark Order podcast. She's doing Sour Graph. She's doing the SmackDown Rampage Fightful post show. I think she was doing commentary for Excite Wrestling this weekend in Binghamton, New York. I think LSG was in like a steel cage match as she was on commentary. Uh, we made her say 23 skidoo at some point during the night. So definitely check out the broadcast for that. Uh, Mac Marifo, no relationship to the KJG. Maddie Mellinger, Christine Friesendorf. Uh, Mark Farloni. Happy birthday, Mark. Uh, Kenny Hawsey, the Scotch Drinks More of the Wizards podcast. Uh, Jay Cop, Big Cop of Pump from the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock uh, at High Five Tom. He's doing that Marking Out Ring of Honor Revelry podcast. Plus, I said it last week, he did a great interview with Kevin. Uh, if you want to hear uh, Milwaukee Tom and Kevin chop it up, not just about wrestling, comedy, uh, all sorts of great stuff. It's a great conversation, so check it out. Thank um, you. Over there at uh, at High Five Tom. Michael Hammond, Matthew Birch, the true Prince of Pro. He's like our statistician, the wizard statistician. Uh, Braden Bergen at Berger, you know, Berg Xer O. He's LeBron James of Mattel Elite uh, figure collecting. He also got to meet uh, Kevin's brother, uh, Matt Cardona, the NWA world champion. Oh. And the Bergman was uh, rocking that Wizards shirt. So uh, shout out to you, brother. Uh, he also asked Trevor Murdoch if he was going to be on the 
on the podcast, and Trevor Murdoch had no idea what he was talking about. Huh. And Berg like nervously sent me a message like, "Hey, dude, you might want to uh, check on uh, Trevor." And I was like, "He's fine. I'm sure who." Yeah, know, that doesn't mean anything. Travels the world. I'm sure he doesn't know what he's doing tomorrow. We're good. Trevor Murdoch and Ryan Davidson next week. Don't worry. Uh, Brendan Haney, Kerry Cowling at the Kerry Crush, Ryan Schlong at Mark Order Pod. Check it out again. If you're an AEW fan and you just like AEW, which is fine, the Mark Order Podcast is a place for you. Uh, Asian Joe, David Henry Bauer the Third, his pal Antonio Horseman makes experimental music at Harvestman Records, 856.bandcamp.com backslash music. Mike Peterson at LOL Mike Peterson, uh, Rob Humphrey, uh, I dunk biscuits. Uh, our friends over there uh, at the Daily Smart at the Daily Smart on Twitter, thedailysmart.com. They help you find the latest wrestling news along with up to the minute daily podcasts. Don't forget, we deliver YouTube videos to keep you in the loop. Roll and last, but certainly not least, Mr. William Back. Jr. Damn it, Tony. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? Do I know you? what you mean, Kevin. Okay. I know what you Tony, mean. Tony fucked up the freaking thing again. Oh, you have no idea, buddy. What? <laughs> what? Or was that Matt? Was that Matt? It what? was Matt. Wait, what did I do? You fucking burped. I. No, that was Tony then. All right, it was Tony. How could Matt burp while he was talking? Well, he burps when he talks. All it was time. a break. It was a break. Yeah, good. Uh, uh, can I go get a drink before we? Uh, yeah. Oh, right. start the Holy free wine. Fucking, I got a frozen margarita in the freezer. I got a fucking bloody leg. I'm sorry, I didn't uh get to get up when I did because I'm. You, you know, got to get up to get down. No one sends us oh. fucking commercials mm. for a fucking abysmal network, so I'd rather do just a fucking live read so the police, police don't fucking get us. I'm with you. Can, man. We, can we do the rewind when you get back? I'm in the mood to talk some old fucking 80s wrestling. Yeah, we can, you can start it. When you get yourself time. started, it's hard to stop. You just go for your part. Matt, you just go know. now or you'll never leave. There you go. And then you G R A B T H E M D A K E S. Oh, grab them cakes. Wow, you're very fluent in the language of grab them cakes. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm barking at the moon. Barking at the moon. <laughs> You selected a very interesting Wizards Rewind this Dude, week, T-Donk. And, and this was and, actually the first time I've ever actually watched something on Daily Motion. And make and watching this makes Pretty me sure want to watch my more of these. Ruined. I do want to watch more of these episodes. Like I need to go back and do a deep dive into like November of 1987. This was fucking awesome. Go on YouTube, right? Uh-oh. And put in WWF Wrestling November 1987. They that's where I tried to go to watch this episode. For, Sorry, for Christ's sake, Tony. There's a there's a cough button on the on the thing. What fun is that? Um, but they, they go through all the highlights of the entire month and they go from like there's everything. There's superstars, there's challenge, there's prime time, there's whatever you want. So that's where I went to go first to watch this, but it wasn't the whole show. Like it wasn't like the squash matches. So I had to actually go to your daily motion and watch. A tremendous episode of WWF Superstars from November 9th, November 7th? November 7th, yeah. November 7th, 1987. Hello, it wasn't, just, it wasn't just Superstars. It was Superstars of Wrestling. That's right. Uh, 
before we before we go on, uh, David Henry Bauer III, whose pal Antonio Horseman, as we know, makes uh, experimental music, um, posting about the corrupt committee. I don't like the corrupt committee talk, dude. Like, I I think uh, I don't think it's very nice. Well, uh, so we we don't know what your relationship is with the committee. So I we, told you what my relationship you're is. You're the liaison. <laughs> oh, I'm the liaison. I'm the liaison. I'm the liaison of the committee. All right, I'll give you committee. That was pretty good. That's right. Nailed it. Well, there's nothing really I could do with was liaison. On that yeah, well, the Lee. The, the, the Lee. I'm the Lee. Weird. I'm the Lee. I'm the liaison of the committee. <laughs> here all week. Matt, what'd you get to drink? A twisted tea. Oh, fuck, dude. Old school, baby. Vintage. It's nice out. I like a nice nice tea with a little right. call in it. Got the ceiling fan on and everything. This yeah. this was actually a, a super Bach week for me. Lots of Portuguese, uh, lots of uh, what you call it? Um, yeah, a lot of Portuguese beer. A lot of men of war. Yeah, a little bit, mm. a little yeah. bit. Nice. No, like, like the band man of war, Kevin. No, like the Portuguese man of war. Oh, I was gonna I'll say. What do you know about the fucking man of war? I've heard of men of war. Of metal. I've heard of them. Never heard them. Wow, you gotta listen to some man of war, bro. Change your life. <laughs> I actually could use that. Yeah, you fucking be you'll be riding a fucking Harley the Sturgis fucking You'll rip. be pissing standing up in no time, Kev. You'll be like <laughs> Tony that Tony, you, you should just leave now because I was a you're not gonna tell You know what? That. Mims is coming up. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Holy shit. So it's uh, November 7th, 1987. We're in the Onondaga County War Memorial Arena in Syracuse, home of the Syracuse basketball team. And what the fuck is the ice skater name? Something Hamilton. Scott Hamilton. Scott Hamilton. And the Ice Capades. That was so funny. You got a little bit of history, though, from Vince right there. I like that. You got... Jesse, Vince, and crusty old fucking Bruno San Martino. Really? Yes. Why can't Jesse the Body Ventura just wear a fucking jacket like the rest of them? Because he's different. Jesse's from Hollywood, man. He's the predator. Oh, uh, yeah. Jesse's a predator. Ah, Jesse the predator. <laughs> this is what we're going to do, pal. We're going to get you some hair extensions and we're going to call you the predator. You're going to come out to the ring. Can you get us Arnold? Please. We're dying here. And I'll be. We have the technology. There could be infrared as you walk to the ring. Oh, my God. You can see your opponents is is heat sensors. Yeah. Yeah. So weird. Ah, you'll be great. (laughs) The predator. The predator. Jesse, the predator. Ventura. Uh, Tony, why did you pick the show? Because it's so amazing, dude. Did go into the show? Was it picked to, to kind of to flick me and Kevin in the nuts? Yeah. Why you didn't like the show? Are you? I serious? ended up liking it a lot. I dude. liked it, but come on, bro! You picked a, a show where the what happens in the main event happens. Well, that was originally why. That's originally how I found it. I was in the mood to watch that match. I hadn't seen that match in a very long time, so I was like, 
you know what? I'm I'm I want to see Strike Force get in there with a Heart Foundation. But Tony, dude, can I tell you something? What's that? This may have been the first time that I've ever seen that match. Oh, it's a great match. Love it. But we'll get to that. But dude, then there's so much else on this show that's amazing. Hacksaw Jim Duggan's on this show. Harley Race. We get fucking Ken Patera and fucking Billy, Billy Jack, Jack Haynes forming a tag team. Taking on Demolition, dude. Dude. Fucking Sam Houston. Talking about wanting to make more appearances that wasn't on in the show. WWF. Oh, he made an appearance. He had a no, no, no. Tony's no, no. getting ahead of himself. He's so demolition. No, 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 no. No, it wasn't you said, on the show. You, you said, said you have Billy Jack Haynes and Capitara taking on demolition. Well, they did. I mean, the week before, they got their asses kicked by demolition. No, that wasn't it. They, no, Billy they Jack were... Haynes made a save for his yeah. cousin, Brady Boone, and then then Capitara made the save for Billy yeah, Jack Haynes. Yeah, so they wrestled. You think? They didn't have a match that, at that show, but... Oh, okay, so now you're scapegoating yourself out of this. Well, fuck yeah, dude. What do you think? I'm going to fucking take the heat every time? Come on now. God, you got to take the heat, Tony. We can't bump. Uh, Opening match, Jake the Snake Robert takes on the crippler, Rip Oliver. This crippler didn't the kill his family. Of her is a fucking, fucking hair dye machine. Holy shit. So, so here's the weird thing. So, like, Rip Oliver's been around. I get it. But Jake is clearly the star. This is a Saturday morning, uh, you know, wrestling program. Rip Oliver got a lot of offense in this match. Was it just me, or did it seem like this was a long back and forth? Tony, how, how much do you know about Rip Oliver? Not a lot, really. Is there any way to think that Rip Rogers took his stylings after Rip Oliver? Or nah, were they... There's probably been like 500 rips in wrestling. But they looked. I thought it was Rip Rogers for a second. <laughs> no, he would have went. He would have went by Rip Rogers. No, like they wouldn't have changed his name. No, I'm, I'm not saying it was him, but I thought it. I thought it. I thought it looked a lot like him. You You know what else was great that took me back to childhood? Uh, I know that this show probably aired in the Boston market, but to hear the Fink break in during the commentary to tell you about what was coming up, Wooster. Oh my God, dude! I remember hearing all the ones from the from the Spectrum, from the metal, from the Meadowlands Arena, from the, from the Garden, the oh. Menin Arena, like oh like the, the yeah. ice skating rink in Morristown. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, and the, the Trenton CYO. They used to fucking go everywhere. It was amazing. When do you think they stopped doing that? Like ninety six, ninety five. Were they still doing that during Raw? Because I think by that point they had stopped everything. No. No, but but they, you still had superstars and wrestling challenge at that point. I don't know. I, you know what? I don't. And I've watched a few of the superstars that are on the network, and I don't remember hearing them. Well, they definitely did it in like the 90, 91, I think 90, even 92 era. Then again, if you see it on the network, you're not going to get those localized promos because there's commentary that runs through, and they used to just drop these things on top. You, you know sure what I'm saying? About that? I mean, it would have to be, no? Because the thing's not going to take the same amount of time for each time he gets dropped in, right? Well, WWE is so freaking silly that the only episodes of Superstars and Challenge they have, like Challenge is like, if I'm not mistaken, I have to peacock up right now. Challenge is like 80s, but Superstars is like 92, 93, 94, 95, 96. They don't have any of like, like my, like what I want to see. They don't have any 88, 89, 90, or 91. And And I'll drop you in and I I'm almost positive the reason why is because they called it superstars of wrestling. They had some sort of like naming rights problem that they might still be dealing with. But they had so, a they have a jobber show called Superstars. Yeah, Superstars. The this was Superstars of Wrestling. And I think that leads to the problem. How could that 
I don't know. I don't know the finer details of it, but I think that goes into why they're not allowed to air those yet because they probably have to do editing or take some shit out. But it's weird too because Superstars on Peacock just starts season one, doesn't it? It doesn't start like season seven or anything. No, Superstars, no, Superstars is not season one. Superstars starts, I'm looking at it right now. Season one for Superstars. No, it starts season seven. Season, it is, see, all right, it is. Season, season seven, seven okay. season eight, season nine, season 10. So the first episode of Superstars on the network is April 18th, 1992. Okay, so then that means that there's at least six years before that. I, oh that God, they, at least. they have held up. Now I want to see if I can find because I know Challenge is on there too. So I want to see. I think Challenge is like even I think Challenge is like 86, 87, 88. Let's see. I'm gonna get while you're looking that up a little uh, a little tidbit for you. Do you What's know that? who Rip Oliver was? No, His no. last appearance in the WWF. No. Oh, he must have died from somebody's debut. He didn't die. No, no, I mean, they must have, like, killed him off, like, big, big-time squash arena. It was a Saturday night's main event. He lost to Kamala? He was not Rip Oliver. Oh, no. Was he the Ding Dong, or was he, like, a mask goof? He was the Super Ninja. Oh, my God, I was just thinking that, you son of a bitch. There you go. son of a bitch. That's awesome. That was the first thing that popped into my head, and it and you came out with it before I said it. God damn! Did you find challenge? I did. There's only two seasons of challenge on the on the Peacocks from 1986 and 1987. Wow. The first episode of challenge is when remember when like whenever someone became the king, all the bad guys would come out and like the coronation. Have, like, the coronation. Yeah, Harley yeah. Race becoming the king is the first episode of challenge. Okay. All That's right, so then. weird. I put on primetime the other day where ha- where they were making Haku the king. Dude, that they did that for Haku. They did it for Harley. They did it for Savage. Yep. I think they did it for... Didn't they do it for Duggan too? Did they the baby did faces come out for Duggan? I don't remember that, but it's possible. Well, Duggan's here in the next segment after Jake beats Rip Oliver with Craig DeGeorge. Dude, but the finish, the finish was awesome. Jake gets himself tied up. And on the second attack that Rip Oliver tries, he eats a boot to the face and just hooks him and hits the DDT. And that's Dunzo. And that's, and that's a part of Jake the Snake's career that I don't really remember. It was when he didn't have a huge setup for the DDT. He would just hit it. Yeah. Like, and it well, was, they, 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 the it whole was thing different. Was, yeah, even at WrestleMania 2 when he wrestled George Wells. like He got the shit kicked out of him by George Wells. But the whole idea was he hits that DDT, it's done. And then Jesse even said it. He hit that DDT. Out of nowhere. Yeah. And even Bruno was impressed. I noticed that too, Tony. I noticed the out of nowhere too. And even like like Jim Ross was talking about how like on, on his show that like how that move is just so overused now and how it yep. was like a legit like it was like if you go back in that time period, like your most devastating finishers were like you know, DDT, you know, a, a pile driver. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to go a little later in life, you know, the diamond cutter. And now it's like everyone, everyone uses everything. And then, of course, you had your trademarks like Superfly Jimmy Snuka and you had Hogan. You had those like the leg drop and the splash. But like, man, the DDT, like him just hitting it like at like it was nothing as opposed. What did you like better, Tony? Did you like the out of nowhere or did you like the short arm clothesline set up better? I mean, I, I always I always liked the short arm for the setup. 
But the fact, like, when he would hit it out of nowhere, there was nothing better. It's like the RKO, dude. You still pop for the RKO when it just comes out of nowhere. It's Matt, awesome. what do you think? Uh, I like the out of nowhere, man. Yeah. It, it, you know, especially for that time, it, you know, Tony, Tony's, Tony's right there. Like he got his ass beat and then just out of nowhere, boom, DDT. It's a wrap. Yeah. By George Wells, who was like a nobody at that point. Oh, what did we lose? T-Donk? We lost the doc. Interesting. He has issues as, uh, as we lost uh, the doctor and it was his, it was his rewind. So we're getting for Mims, uh, ready for Mims to show up. Tony pieced out. Interesting. Because Tony hates dog. Uh, oh, is this a work? I don't is know. He, is he messing with us? That's a good question. So now I have to pull. I actually have to pull up the the show again. Uh, well, we go to Craig DeGeorge. He is going to interview Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Um, but out comes Harley Race. He's wearing his the crown, the robe. Duggan tells him he's sick of him. And uh, this United States, we have no king. Tough guy. That's right. Uh, and he he then comes out. He tries to take away the robe uh, and the cape from uh, from Hacksaw, um, and this allows uh, Harley Race to, to Pearl Harbor job him, attack him from behind. But uh, yeah, the King, shit out of him with the two by four, and and this this feud is off and running. Now, all right. So I might be crossing my wires here. Wasn't there also? A promo with the Survivor Series team on this show with Savage, Steamboat, Beefcake, Jake, and Duggan. Yeah, that's well. a little later. That's a little later. later. Okay, okay. So yeah, man, King Harley Race, good idea, but man, like if you were like a fan of his, like before he went to WWE, I, I bet you're like, what the fuck is this? I got tail, of his, tail end of his career. Yeah, bleach blonde Harley with the it's eighties it's eighties WWF gimmick Harley race. I mean uh, look what they did to Dusty Rhodes in a couple of years. You know? Uh Tony, anything on the, the the tough guy interview? Uh it's weird. I think Kevin was saying it. It's weird that Duggan gets beat up here and then he's out later with his team, like nothing happened. Now was that was that a, a re was like was that, was that a rewind from a previous week, or was that the same? That was no, the this, same, was, this was, was all the same show. Yeah, it was just weird. And Savage, that was a great, I, I know we're jumping ahead, but that was a great promo from Savage going through each one of his team members. Well, we'll get there. We'll yeah, get I there. Know, I know. Uh, next up, Pete not so Lukey takes on King Kong Bundy, who's joined by Andre's team, the rest of the folks on that squad for Survivor Series. And, uh, and Hercules, which is weird. Hercules was not on the team, was he? He was not on the team, but I wonder if that's because he was still Bobby Heenan's henchman at that point. So who else was on that team? It was I'll Bundy. tell you right now, baby. All right, well, it was Bundy, it was Gang, it was Butch Reed, it was Andre. So who was the fifth? Rick Rude. Rick, Rick did Rick Rude come out? Yes. But so, yeah, so why was Hercules out there? I think it's because it was a it's a Bobby Heenan. They played it up. It was like Bobby Heenan and Slick put this great team together. And I wonder if if Hercules was still Bobby Heenan's like guy, if you will. I'm not gonna say the word, um, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, so I wonder if he was just in there for the company, like kind of like a Virgil would be for DiBiase. He's the muscle. He's the muscle. Yeah, I don't um, know, man. All that beef on that side of the ring. I don't know if I need extra muscle with those. Because I because I noticed like Bundy was in the ring, and five guys came out 
to, to support something. Wait, was this supposed to be like, was Survivor Series ever supposed to be like a six man? But wasn't Hercules on another team anyway? In 87? I don't remember. I, I think don't... he was on the team that was going against the Savage Beefcake team. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think you're right. I think he was already on another team. Yeah, he was with the Honky Tonk Man and them, right? Yeah, Danny Davis. Um, yeah, uh, Bad Danny News Brown. Davis, Harley Race, Hercules, Honky Tonk, Ron Bass. Oh, Bad News Brown wasn't even in this. wasn't even on this Survivor Series. He doesn't come in until '88 because he was on Honky's team on eight, in '88. Yeah, but I noticed that too when watching it when Hercules came out. I'm like, wait a second, he wasn't on this team. Can we can we talk about how awesome uh, Bundy hits the Avalanche? And instead of going for the splash, he drops this huge jumping elbow. Giant elbow. And and then uh, Jesse Ventura calls it out. Like, look at the agility of this guy. But it was amazing, dude. Like, he just fucking, whoa. They came down with the elbow and everything. Gets the five count. Fucking great. Classic Bundy right there. And all I could think of is when I watched Bundy in 87 is how he looks absolutely nothing like Bundy in 96 when he comes back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it looks like two different people. Yeah, and Bundy in '96 was just kind of looking for the paycheck at that point. He was he was not what he used to be. Got a payday. Got a WrestleMania payday with Taker. Yeah, but it's not one of the greatest Taker. No, of course, not. you know. Um. Oh, we also get Bruno San Martino playing with the King Kong Bundy stretcher, Stretchy. which I had as a kid, which was awesome. I never had the stretchies. I had. We had Bundy and we had uh, George Steele. And George Steele, we ripped his ankle, and all the powder started coming out of it. Ugh. <laughs> Dude, do you notice the camera? How terrible the camera shot was when he was doing oh, that? over his shoulder. You yeah. couldn't see. You couldn't even see what he was freaking doing. But he pulled Bundy's head up, and Bundy yeah. had a three foot neck. It was hilarious. He's like, "This is this is what's gonna happen to Bundy if he messes with the Hulk, <laughs> or what? Like, this is what the Hulk is gonna do to do to him." I can't do it. I I used to do a good Bruno. Dude, I can't do a good Bruno anymore. Nineteen eighty seven, Bruno San Martino playing with a stretchy uh, WWE figure. How awesome is this? This it was great. It was surreal, is the word I'll use. It's uh, it's about as awesome as uh, this random pairing. We get a clip of uh, Billy Jack and and Ken Patera saving Brady Boone from demolition last well, week. Trying to save Brady Boone, <laughs> and then we get Ken Patera and Billy Jack Haynes beating Ray Miller and Terry Gibbs in about a minute. Terry Gibbs is the name I remember. Yeah, no. So now Terry Gibbs comes in and he gets a little bit of this and that, but then once Ray Miller comes in, it's like ugh. It's like it's like when Dick Slater used to team up with Ricky Hunter. So Dick Slater would get a little bit of offense, and then Ricky Hunter would tag in, and it'd be all over. Who the fuck is Ricky Hunter? Oh my yeah. god, dude! Jobber, jobber, extraordinaire, Ricky Hunter. So why was Dick Slater teaming with a jobber named Ricky Hunter? Because that's what they did. They actually wrestled Bundy and Stud, I think it was. And then, so Rick Hunter gets in and gets a little bit of offense with Stud, and then he tags Ricky Hunter, and then Ricky Hunter just gets squashed. That's exactly what happened here. Poor exactly Dick Slater. What Why is Dick Slater? So Dick Slater was like the the Iron Mike Sharp at yeah, he one was point. Like, uh, Jim he was Powers? like a rebel. Like they, he, uh, there's like yeah, he the rebel where he's Slater. on like every, he's always in the opening match. Yeah. Damn. I didn't really, you, I thought, you, you really don't remember Ricky Hunter? I'm sure if I saw him, I would know. Oh, you would know him for sure. I mean, I watched the show, but I don't remember. I never. I wasn't paying attention to Ricky Hunter. He looked yeah. like he was like the older brother of the Hebners. Like that's kind of what he looked like. They uh they did the uh the insert promo with Mr. Fuji. Uh, I fucking miss those, man. Those are so great. Yeah, and while he's doing that, Billy Jack Haynes gets the full Nelson. 
That's I looked it up. That was their last program before Billy Jack left the WWF. Him and Patera working demolition at house shows. And then they worked the dark match to the main event. Isn't that wild though? Like, like you look at Billy Jack Haynes, and I know like like lately he's kind of like not playing with a full deck, but back then, dude, he just looked like a star, man. He had an awesome yeah. look to him. Like, I'll tell you the way what, he wrestled, I'll... the way he carried himself. It's a shame he didn't do more than he did in WWF. I'll tell you what I took away from this with Billy Jack Haynes is that he, like him and Hercules both, you know, the, the whole match of WrestleMania three was based off the full Nelson. Yeah. Right? yeah. So he, he was doing the full Nelson. And then literally last night on hell in a cell, Bobby Lashley is still doing the full Nelson. Like that yeah. move, like does it like Chris master that move just never seemed like to get put out to pasture. And I, and that's what I took away from this match is that, it's an effective submission move and it's just really cool to, it's a very good visual arms flailing oh yeah like and, oh, yeah. and the great thing about it is that nobody really uses it so when somebody comes along and that becomes their finish it's believable because not everybody is putting it on people yeah like bobby lashley had like a tremendous finisher with the dominator right farouk's yeah. move right yeah and then then he transitioned i guess i don't know when or, or how he did he speared everyone spears that's another one that gets Spears, spear. So if I never see another spear again, if it's not <laughs> my dear good close personal friend doing it, then I, I never want to see it again. But the fact that he transitioned from the Dominator to now using the Hurt Lock, yeah. which was the Master Lock, it's such a cool visual, and it's a move that should should be around as long as you know. Wrestling. And the person that breaks it is going to be a star, and the person that slips out of it and gets the small package or the roll up is going to be a star. There's so many things you can do with it. And it reminds so me of kind of like the bear hug, where like when you put the bear hug on, and remember like when people used to slide their arms, yeah, yeah, in between and just like revert, like that. I, I haven't, I can't tell you the last time I've seen that. You could do, the, you could do the Bret Hart kick off the ropes and steal a pin. Like there's well, so many ways you could. They beat did that. that move they did that in the triple threat with Be- the the woman did that. Becky Lynch did that to uh, Bianca in the in the women's match at Hell in a Cell. Yeah. So that people still pay homage to uh, to the past. It's such a great spot too. It's so it's so cool. You just go in the corner and kick over. It's so yeah, good. it wasn't as well. It wasn't very well executed, but it was still pretty cool. You know what else I miss about these uh, about wrestling these days? These backstage spots with Mean Gene. Next, he's got Hulk Hogan and Bam Bam Bigelow come in. Dude, two people that couldn't look more different. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it looks like Hogan was like talking to like some guy in the boardwalk. Like, well, I mean, you know, Atlantic City, clearly. Well, Asbury Park, sorry, yeah. uh, Bundy's Atlantic City, but still, this was when Bam Bam was the hot new babyface. This was shortly after his debut. He's gonna go on to fucking almost survive the Survivor Series match three on one. Yeah, he's like, the last guy. They had big plans for Bam Bam. Big plans for Bam Bam. And I don't know why. I mean, I don't know why that never happened. That's a. You know. I guess he fizzled out. You know, they stuck him in the tournament at WrestleMania and, and he lost in the first round. He only made it to uh he only made it to June of eighty eight. Yeah. Probably Japan, I guess, maybe. Maybe he was no, I, I feel he like I listened to, to a, a Yeah. Go ahead. I feel like I listened to a something to wrestle with and they did Bam Bam and, and Bruce talked about it. But it's just not there. I still think he was all in because he came in so high. And then now he's wrestling fucking Sika on house shows. <laughs> Dude, Sika and Kamala were a great team. Remember that? Remember that fiasco? It's like, hey, here's two yeah. 
here's two foreigners, let's put them together as a tag team, even though they have nothing in common because one's Samoan and one's Uganda. No, but that was a great team. It and they and, and the, the gimmick there was Kamala was starting to do the splash off the top rope. I remember they had this big ordeal about it, and people were like, they're like, they're writing in, they want President Jack Tunney to ban the splash. It's injuring wrestlers and this and that. And Tunney came out and he's like, if I ban Kamala, I have to ban Jimmy Superfly Snooker. I have to ban Ricky Steamboat. I can't do it. He's allowed to go up there for a five count and he can do it. Then good on him. Do you remember where Alpha was at this point in his career? Like why he he was probably back training people. I don't know. I this don't is know. 87 and Sika's still there. And yeah. Then... And on top of this, do you remember who they lost to? Alpha, I mean, uh, Sika and uh, Kamala. Kamala. Yeah. Hogan and Bam Bam? Can-Am Connection. That was their big feud. Oh, wow. It was Kamala and Sika against the, the Can-Am Connection. It's almost as thrilling as Billy Jack Haynes and Ken Patera <laughs> version demolition. So uh, and this is just going off this cage match, uh, .net. The last thing I can find of... of um, who am I Alpha. looking for? Alpha. Is uh, 1985, uh, January 8th, at a house show in Westwood, New Jersey, they lose to Volkov and Sheik. Where the fuck is? I, wow! So a face, a face, uh, uh, what you call it? Team taking on Sheik and Volkov. That's crazy. Who was this wait, wait, what, what month? Wait, what? What was the date on this? It was uh, January first, nineteen eighty-five. Okay, then, uh, January eighth. I'm sorry, January eighth, nineteen. Who's who his partner? Alpha and who? It was the Wild Samoans. It was the Samoans. Oh. Uh, so this is building Sheik and Volkov up to uh, to WrestleMania. Wow, that's nuts. So I wonder if Captain Lou was uh, was managing them as babyfaces in '85. Some say that I'm not wrapped too tight, Captain Lou, Captain Lou, Captain Lou. All right, buddy. Because in '84, '84, they're still challenging the Wild Samoans are still challenging Adonis and Murdoch for the titles. Wow, wow, dude, uh, the stuff that this triggers in you is just so insane. And I mean that in a great way. Adonis and Murdoch. Good God. Like the fact that they were like, I, if you, if you would have never told me that Adrian Adonis and Dick Murdoch were WWF tag team champions like, ever, I would have been like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. They were never WWF tag team champions. Bro. But, how about this? He, uh, Alpha was working house shows with Samu in 93 against the smoking guns. Yes. Samu was like, a. He he came in as like the third person in WWF, and like I think in the very early eighties, I think. 90s. And then, and then also, no. So when they were when they were in WCW, the Tonga Kid went there and teamed with them as well. But Samu was like literally like a third member of the Wild Samoans in, in the early eighties in WWF. Yeah, they I yeah they remember they they did bring somebody in for the Wild Samoans. Kevin's right. Kevin's right for a little while. Yeah, but I thought it, it, in '93, instead of the instead of it being Samu and Fatu, it was Afa and Samu against the Smoking Guns on house shows. That's oh '93. Yes, '93. That's so Fatu was probably hurt at that point. No, maybe yeah, maybe not with an injury. Maybe yeah, he's trying to make a difference. Was, then he was he did it in '94 too. Good Dude, God. Weird. He, he he could probably. I I remember Alpha in '93. He could probably in '92 and '93. He probably could have still could have gone. 
Well, bit. they would have protected him anyway. Yeah, they, he would just come in and do like the the funny stuff and like the chops and the. He wouldn't do any actual. He wouldn't take a bump. I guarantee you, he wasn't bumping. <laughs> Speaking of needing protection, poor Kurt Hoffman, falling Hawkins? victim to the Killer Con, Green Mist, and the knee drop. I loved, I loved the Killer Con knee drop. I don't know what it was about him, but when he would fucking come off the top and just crush somebody with that knee, he took out Andre's leg. Didn't he break Andre's leg in a storyline like a year or two before yeah. this? I so I, I was stuff. confusing Killer Con with a job guy. But he's clearly not a job guy. Killer Khan like went up feuded with like Hogan and stuff like and Andre. Yeah, he feuded with Hogan and Andre for a while. He might have been like on a downturn here. This was already eighty seven. Dude, he looked old. Yeah, I, I, was... I, I couldn't tell you how old he was in this match, but he didn't look young. No, he was uh he was he was being fed to Jake and Bigelow on house shows at this time, and Fuji was still with them. Oh yeah, and Jesse's like, you know, Fuji speaks Mongolian, so they can communicate. And nobody can understand. <laughs> I'm like, come on, really? That's Although not... Bruno, Bruno did make a good point. Killicon was dominating the whole match. Why did he feel the need to use the mist? Like, what was the point of it? It really didn't, you know, it didn't turn the tide. It was just like he did it just to do it. I guess yeah, just to be a dick. it gets you over as a character. I guess it solidifies your persona as that's what you do. He even had like those wooden block sandals. I don't know if you noticed them in the corner when he was doing those squats in the beginning, you know, like his little ritual. Yeah. They just showed him stacked up in the corner. What a nice touch. What an he awesome was, touch. Uh, he was um he was doing the 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 house show programs with Hogan too. Yeah. Quite a bit. It's weird though, because they wrestled again... in the garden, didn't they? Didn't Khan get the garden matches with Hogan for a while? Uh let me see. I got... if he was on the back nine, he had to have been on the back nine here. Probably. He... He didn't look like he was in the best shape. No, he but, looked like he just looked like an old Mongolian guy. I don't know. Damn Mongolian, stop my shitty wall. <laughs> that's how oh, hard. hello, Mongolian. I'm sorry. Hello, Mongolian. Again, it might not be the most. Uh, that's South Park. That's not us. That's no. He had he had Hogan in East Rutherford at the Brendan Byrne. Okay, it was at the Meadowlands. Yeah, August of '87. I was at a restaurant somewhere and they had the MSG network on and it was like, it was the live wrestling. I thought it was from the garden. Apparently it was from the Meadowlands. And yeah, they were talking about that match coming up. I was actually at a wedding. That's what it was. I was at a wedding, went to the bathroom. I was walking past the bar and they had it on at the bar and I wanted to sit at the bar and watch it. My father wouldn't let me. He's like, no, come on. We're at a wedding. Get in here. It looks like he did it everywhere except, except the garden, Boston garden, the spectrum, the Civic Center in Hartford. Jeez, they got around. The Rosemont Horizon, the Silver Dome. So Killicon made some money with Hogan. The War Memorial in Syracuse. Well, there you go. Who do you think made, who do you think made more money with Hogan? Killicon or Kamala? Probably Kamala. Because Kamala looks like Kamala's a monster. Yeah, but didn't Kamala complain about not making any money with Hogan? Well, if, if look, if Kamala wasn't making money, then Khan definitely didn't make money. Come exactly. on. I mean, Khan, look, Hogan's story, big, bad, you know, like evil foreigner. Kamala's way over the top compared to Killer Khan. I agree. No about it. I'm with you. Um, you know what I'd else say, I was I'd with? Kamala. What'd you, what'd you think of this one? Craig DeGeorge is uh, back out there and uh, the Macho Man's team comes out. Macho Man had a little promo for everybody on his team. How awesome was that? Uh, Dude, was I, so was, was I was up. disturbed by the, s- the sulking Ricky Steamboat in the background. He did not look like he was happy. No, he was he was 
pumping no, him he up. Was he's going to breathe fire and everything. Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, you and I have been to it all together. Like, right? He said something like that. I was like, yeah, yeah. You and I have gone to war, but I know that you're going to be breathing fire. Yep. Huh? Good one, Kev. Good. And then Jake, he goes, he, Jake, I don't know if he's doing it for the money, but he does it for flesh yeah. and bone. Yeah. He, My he, favorite? No, no, I'll tell you. I know where you're going. Let me do it. Do it, do it. Um, but the snake one was like, he's like, yeah, Jake, I know you're about the money, but I know what you're even more about, and that's flesh and bones. Oh, yeah. And then Hacksaw Jim Duggan, I know you, I know you don't see too good, but let, but you guide the two by four. No, he goes, put a two by four in his hand and point him in the right direction. Point him in the right direction. <laughs> oh my, I've never, I, we all know that suit, like Hacksaw was kind of blind in like one eye a little bit. Yeah, he's a little cross But I've never yeah. heard it said in a promo. <laughs> dude, but how great was it? And then when he came up to the mic and he gave the ho, dude, Duggan was yeah. so fucking over, dude. You can't understate yeah. it. People love that shit. And Beefcake just didn't give a shit. <laughs> the wild card. He's just the wild card. Him. Yeah. Hmm. Brutus the he, in, a, in an alternative universe, right? If he doesn't get caught with the Sheik. I'd say Intercontinental Champion easy. I don't think so. No? You, you don't think World Champion ever? It's tough because no. of the Hogan thing. You know, there were so many other people. I don't think either one. And that's that's no disrespect. He could like he could have been like Piper. I know Piper won the Intercontinental title, but he could have gotten the Piper level. And he kind of did. Like he was like he was second to Hogan every now and then. He was second to to the top guys in major programs every now and then. So he had a like he was him like to me, him and Big Boss Man are like Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. They're like the same wrestler, like the same level of success to me. Of course, and and that and that, and that goes all the way. That goes all the way from when they when they started to like '93 when they both stunk. So like like when 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 Hacksaw was was uh, wearing a singlet and Bossman was jobbing to to Bam Bam. Who would have made a good tag team partner for Duggan? Nikolai Volkov, no. Sergeant Slaughter, <laughs> Tatanka. I'm wondering if there was a tag run in his future. He had tag runs. No, he but I mean, call. like, like legit, like going him and, for the gold. him and Slaughter were stars and stripes. They challenged yeah, that's like way, anyway. that's way. Yeah, oh, that's... Right, okay, so you're talking about Hacksaw in like his prime 90. Hacksaw, yeah, yeah. So he was a tag team in 90. So let's go 87, 88. Maybe they could have put him to Patera. That's what I was just gonna say. Ken Patera, it might have worked because they came out to the he came out to the Olympic theme. Which was also weird. He did a lot of uh, he did a lot of tag matches with uh, with Jake. And here we go. He was in a six, he was in a six man with Billy Jack Haynes and Ken Patera against uh, Demolition Fuji. Yeah, and Fuji. Yeah. All right, so I could actually see him and Billy Jack Haynes as a tag team. Or yeah, him you know and what? You're him right. and Herc. When I went to the Meadowlands as a kid, the main event match it was Rick Rude and Andre against Jake and Duggan. That ain't, that makes absolute sense now. Yeah, but that's not a that's not a real tag team. You, uh, you it was like still kind of cool though. When Andre got tied up, they used Rick Rude as a battering ram, and they fucking rammed them into him a few times. It was a great spot. It was so much fun. Say what you want about the 
the later career, but at least like Hacksaw and Slaughter felt like a real tag team. Heck, even even Hacksaw and Volkov felt like a real tag team. Yeah, yeah, but past their prime tag team, of course. Though. They were. So I would anywhere. say I would, but but Patera, you could say, was past his prime if he was going to be in that team with Duggan. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. One hundred percent on that one. I so can't. I can't argue with you. Maybe I don't know where Corporal Kirshner was at this point in his life, but uh, probably stomping beds and nails on people in Japan already. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, I mean, you, the first route you go is patriotic, right? So you think of who was like a patriotic guy. Yeah, but you don't. But you could also go like Mid South or UWF, where oh you, my god, could you imagine if DiBiase came in a year earlier and they were teaming up the two of them? I could see that, or Stan Hansen, Hacksaw and Stan Hansen. I was thinking more Hacksaw and Steve Williams. That would be, I'm, dude. Tell me, I guarantee you, at some point in his career, Hacksaw or even Matt Bourne, if Matt Bourne was still around, Bourne and Duggan would have been awesome. What, dude? Boom, I got it. Oh, Butch Reed. Oh wow! You know what? I'm digging that. The hacksaws. The hacksaws. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> And then when it all falls apart, they have a battle for the hacksaw name. Hacksaw on a hacksaw on a pole match, <laughs> or a two by four on a pole match, or whatever hacksaw or two by four. A hacksaw on a pole, yeah. There you go. <laughs> there it is. See so we get we get the little uh, blurt from Sam Houston, happy that he successfully defeated a referee in a match, and he couldn't wait to wrestle Dude, for the WWE. This promo was awesome. It, no, it was awesome. He couldn't he wait. He was happier so happy. than a pig in a poke. There you go. He was so happy to be there. And he's he tells us he did a hoedown on his behind. Come on, you know you know what really put this one over the top? The following oh, video, video, the honky tonk man. Come on, Ugh. now Matt, you never saw this before. You were really disappointed by this. Look, I fucking I hate the honky tonk man. I had the pile driver video. As I a took kid. a picture with him like an asshole. <laughs> That's on you. I man. don't do AM radio, son. Oh, how'd y'all get Ricky Steamboat? Don't worry about it, dick nose. <laughs> Matt, who do you hate more, Honky Tonk Man or Steve Lombardi? Whoa! It's only Steve Lombardi. Yeah, I, th- I think it's Steve Lombardi. Steve Lombardi or Charlie Haas? Steve Lombardi. Charlie Steve Haas. Lombardi or Ryback. Yeah, I don't think Charlie Haas is, is in that level yet. I'm I don't think he's in that level at there. all. I'm just throwing names out there. No, Jacques Rougeau is a good one. I hate him too. Jacques Rougeau or superstar Billy Graham? Ooh. Uh, Jacques Rougeau. Wow. My wife can handle herself. Don't worry about it. <laughs> up fucking half a crippled steroid idiot. Is he dead yet? Is he dead? Did he die? Oh, no. He's still around. All right. Knock on wood. He's still around. No, don't knock on wood. And as a matter of fact, the episode after this, he takes on Butch Reed. That's right. It all, it all comes back, baby. Which is funny because was he still part of Hogan's team at this point? They make no mention of it. They didn't. And when Hogan's when they said Hogan's team, it was just Hogan and Bigelow. They didn't mention anybody else on the team. I, th- I think. Because Billy Graham was. No, they did. Until... I think they did, Tony. I think. Um... Did they mention Billy Graham, though? No, they did not mention Billy Graham. But I think they mentioned Hogan's team. Because Hogan mentioned it in his promo, we we got Paul Orndorff here, so we we don't know what's we don't really know who. No, he but he also said, and the rest of the team, he said, you got Orndorff, you got Bam Bam, and the rest of the yes, team, and he just, then he just stops. That was it. Yeah. 
Holy shit. Even Hogan was hedging his bets. Yeah, so we had no idea. God. So, Matt, opinions, Honky Tonk Man video. Uh, now, this is 1987 WWF. This is not see it, like well-produced. See it to see it, but I would never watch it again. You didn't like when the girls were fainting and they were fucking getting the vapors and all that shit? And didn't like a guy try to like attack him? It wasn't like a guy like in the crowd who was like, oh, like get away from my girl, and he just lunges. I'm pretty sure that's, that's in there. But yeah, um, I will say this: my biggest pet peeve about everything is when it's they're playing an acoustic guitar and it's an electric guitar. <laughs> like the well, yeah. sound is an electric guitar, but you're hmm. playing an acoustic guitar that's not plugged into anything. But that that's 80s videos, you know? No, I trust me, I get it. It was just like, but it by it just bothered me so much. Like, and then when you know Jimmy Hart wrote this song, because course. you know you got the colonel in the back. Like you oh, know, yeah. and dude, you and know Jimmy, he has to get his shit in. And Jimmy Hart was singing with the girls, and he's his voice clearly isn't on the record. No, he's not even singing, he's just like there. The best dude, the best is like when they would do shit like the ba 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 and they would show him skipping, or like when the guitars like wiggle like like really riffing and it's they show his ass shaking and then out of nowhere he goes, It's honky tonk mania run a while. <laughs> God fucking honky tonk mania. Rock and wrestling, baby. Dude, that that entire pile driver video, the entire cassette, we watched that shit nonstop. It was so, so you actually good. had the VHS. We had the VHS, yeah. I never actually knew it was a VHS. Oh yeah, dude. It had fucking it had uh the demolition video, which actually debuts on next week's episode if you want to watch that. I'm gonna um, are they all on the on the mosh? I don't know. I didn't really look into it. The stand back video is all Andre stuff, because that was his that was supposed to be his song. Yeah. Uh, demolition. It's a lot of explosions. A lot of kids ducking. Wait, 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 like wait, 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 wait. What? Stand back was supposed to be an Andre song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The video is all about Andre. So Andre is supposed to be doing what Vince does. Well, the song is supposed to be about Andre, but it's more about Vince. Like it's more of Vince's song. Okay, so Andre was never supposed to sing the song. No, 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 no. It was always Vince singing, but okay, the video okay. and the song itself was supposed to be about Andre, like, you know, like how he's big and everybody's got to stand back. When he got... But it was, honestly, it was more written for Vince. It was like Vince's song about himself, like making everybody drop. He owned know? it. Do oh, I, yeah, of course he did. Do I buy the WWF Piledriver VHS with bonus rock and wrestling VHS for $29? Is it new? It's used. Yeah, maybe you should. I think it's a good investment. Dude, yeah. Jive Soul Bro, great video. Pile Driver, the video for Pile Driver is awesome. Sometimes love. Dude, and Frankie's in the ring with him and he's fucking doing the bird and shit. Oh, it's amazing. And, and I'm sure we've talked about this years ago in the pod, but like Tony, you mentioned going to the Meadowlands. And I just remember just those, the video screens at Brendan Byrne just playing the music videos. Dude. Uh, like me, like Gene, rock, and Rick rock, Derringer, rock, rock and roll, coochie coo. Oh my god, the video is awesome, dude! It was like it was just like it literally like made me so happy. Like watching, like I don't remember ever seeing Pile Driver. The only one I really remember is Rock and Roll Coochie Coo. Dude, Pile Driver is an amazing. It's, it's like it's like that was gonna be the video. It's shot in like cinematic and shit. It's really good. And don't they put? Don't they put Coco Beware over on this for for singing that? Does it? Does he have anything? Oh on yeah, this show? yeah, he's dude. It's it's. If you're not familiar, it they're at a construction site, and it's like, Bam Bam Hogan, yeah. um, 
Uh, who else is there? Vince Morocco, is there. Morocco, Morocco there. Uh, superstar Billy Graham. They're like all the construction. And the honky tonk man drives up with his car and they're all making faces at him and shit. And then just, dude, just random chicks with short shorts are walking by and they're all like wolf whistling at him and shit. Wolf, oh yeah. my God, it's so good. Yeah, oh, dude. and what's his name? Arnold Scolin is the fucking contractor. He's like the, 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 foreman. the foreman. Oh my God. Yeah. Dude, it's so good. You got to buy it. You got to buy love. it. Just, Matt's buying it. I love it. Mom's love. I love the, the rock and roll coochie coo video. It's hoochie coo, not coochie coo. What did I say? Oh, keep saying coochie coo. I'm sorry. I was just gonna let him keep doing it. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't want to. Well, is it like? Right. No, it's yeah, it's hoochie right. coo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like coochie coo is like what you do to like a two year old. Like coochie coo. That's what I thought it was. No, no it's not. <laughs> Matt loves it. <laughs> So wait, what's the difference? So what's hoochie coo? I guess you're cooing the hoochie. What <laughs> is? Did not expect hoochie. that response. Oh, brother! Rock and roll. Okay, so hoochie while Matt's coo. looking that up, now Kev, you said you had never seen the main event before. You've I'm never sure I have, event. but I just didn't haven't. I didn't have a good recall of it. Gotcha, Matt. How about you? Have you seen the 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 main I event have. before? Yes, I have. Was it exactly how you remembered? I think I enjoyed it more now. It's such a great match. It really is. And I like I like the 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 pre the pre match promo for the Heart Foundation where you actually see like Jimmy Evil Nightheart saying something other than "Yeah, baby." Yeah, like, he actually like cut. He actually said stuff. And, and they uh, they do it, and they were pissed that they had to like defend their titles on like on like on superstars. They were not happy about it. Yeah, Hoochie uh, Koo. Is a catch-all term to describe several sexual, provocative belly dance-like dancings mm. from the mid to late 1800s. There That's you right. go. Also spelled hoochie coochie. <laughs> oh, it's like Charo. Charo used to say that hoochie coochie. No, no, she said coochie coochie. <laughs> Wait, is coochie a bad word? Well, Am I not supposed to say the, that? It's your cooch. Yeah. Are you allowed to? I mean, you can say whatever you, you say want. It. That's true. Are you should you say coochie? Is that I'll say it coochie. Coochie. Pop that coochie. Yeah. Oh, that's that right. There, coochie, oh, yeah, so it is a bad word. Pop right, that coochie. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's not a bad word. That's the clean version of the two life crew song that got that's radio. Right, play. Because we all, so, we're not gonna say the other one. What pussy? Pop that pussy. Hey, pop that pussy, baby. Are you taking a picture of me dancing? Tony Tony, how many twisted teas have you had tonight? None. I'm I'm high on life, kid. That's right. What is this? What is Matt doing? What are you doing? You're getting you guys kicked off YouTube. That is how Google says coochie. Fucking Miko Maestro over here. Hey, why don't you have me back? It's an American term often used as a cute or slang word for a vagina. There you go. It has also been used as slang descriptor in relation to a belly dance and related types of movement. Well, there you that's, go. That's, that's what I meant. That's Y'all I learned meant. something today on the Shining Wizards. Where's your coochie? <laughs> Miko Maestro wants to know. Oh, there oh, you no, go. No, no, no. <laughs> Speculum that shit. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's not, not good for Miko. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this match, and I don't think 
I don't think I watch. I don't think I go out of my way to watch enough Strike Force. They were a great. Every team. time I watch a Strike Force match, I'm like, God damn, I like fucking Strike Force. <laughs> What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. No, I just don't. It's never like one wow. of those tag teams I think about when we're talking about tag teams. Martel and Santana, they just worked so well together. They really did. Like well, the it, promos, we, the tag stuff, everything, everything. We mentioned we mentioned it before. Like this was just kind of like a band aid on the Can Am connection. And it worked so well. It's so funny how sometimes shit just comes together like that. I mean, even the beginning of the match, like they're in control on Neidhart. They're working the arm. They're working over Brett. So good. And then when they finally get heat, Brett gets the knee to the back while uh, while Martel uh, while Santana's hit. Well, yeah, Santana hits the ropes, and then they just worked them over, dude. Every time he tried to make the hot tag, Brett would come in and fucking cut off uh, Martel. Or like uh, they get him in the corner. They fucking hit him with a double team. They're choking him. They're they're hitting him behind the referee's back. Martel keeps coming in, getting pushed out by the ref. Dude, I wanted to fucking murder all of them. And Vince, I don't care what anybody says. Vince on commentary, showing the frustration, yelling, come on, ref. Fucking, it's genius. It just builds you up like so much more. Like, fuck those guys. Get them. Fucking get in the ring. Like, fucking stop them. I was like a fucking kid all over again watching this match, dude. All over again. Yeah, it's Incredible. weird. Incredible. The the things that come in, into your head when you watch a match like this is you're thinking like, all right, Rick Martel, former AWA champion, right? Tito Santana, former Intercontinental champion, major star. And like, I wonder what the thought process was of just like, let's put these two guys together and just make, and then just having it work so well dude and robbie dupree girls in cars pile driver. fucking love that song dude <laughs> uh, yeah it's such a that, great video too it's just the two of them driving around waving at girls in cars it's so good you know what i enjoyed the uh the way they shot the finish how you don't see nightheart tap out that's what i didn't like about well this. there's no tapping out back then you no, just I'm, told the referee you quit right but go like from a from a from a booking standpoint we're going to progress the story where the heart foundation says there's no footage of us quitting yeah there you go smart they, is that what they did uh, i believe so yes sorry so i'm watching this in a vacuum right like not going at a show before or a show after so i just thought that losing the championship on a submission again this is 1987 so what the fuck do i know but like i was just like ooh, like i didn't i didn't care enough for Anvil submitting to the Boston Crab. Just didn't like it. Just me. Just me. At least yeah, the place you... went fucking banana. Oh my god! For the entire match, even with the hot tag, they went nuts. When T- when fucking Martel came in and he was breaking up the pin, the crowd and it wasn't piped in, dude. The crowd was literally jumping yeah. up and down for shit, dude. They were at a fucking fever. Bro, pitch. They were loud when J- when they introduced Jake at the beginning of the show. Yep. It's it was incredible how into that show the crowd was. Take me incredible. back. Incredible. Have Tony, have you ever attended a taping uh, like that? No. No, never. right? Matt, have you? Never. Because no, they didn't I'm... do them around here. They usually did them in like Poughkeepsie or like Hershey. You know, like they did them at like the smaller venues. And yeah. they were marathon tapings, dude. Like people shit on MLW for like four hour tapings. Bro, I heard these things were fucking like legendarily long. And they Reshoot. always, they always had like, um, the final match was like Hogan versus somebody. So yeah, they always had, they always had that main event. But you got to sit through ten hours of shit to get there, you know. 
but I, and that's what it's so funny because like all the stuff you see on TV is like not the stuff that you would go to a show to see. It's what's happening off the camera. It's like you know, it's like the other matches. There's yeah. definitely there's definitely matches that it's not just Ricky Hunter versus you know the Great Ocon. It's like uh, it's you're gonna see like Hogan versus you know Dino Bravo. You're gonna see. Boss man versus nails. Like you're gonna yeah, but you're not that, gonna see that until like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. But dude, I, yeah, even even one of those. even when uh during you know coming down the stretch where they fucking shit can Brett and Brett was down on the outside and they hit the fucking double team body slam on Neidhart to take him down and then he whips on the fucking crab and on top of that while the bell's ringing and Brett's trying to get in Tito cuts him off still and fucking stomps him a couple of times classic old school fucking tag team wrestling dude yeah and when they got to the back the promo where tito's like we knew this was our one chance we knew we weren't going to get another chance so we went out there and we knew we had a win and we won fucking jack tunney was in the back yeah. in the celebration like a jabron just fucking just... standing there with a big smile on his face how random was with all, that with all the other jabrons he was jack tunney was here was right there it was so good, dude. I think I, I spotted so Hillbilly Jim was there. Junkyard Dog was there with the cowboy Bam, hat. Bam Bam, Bam was uh, there. Jim Powers, I saw. I thought I saw British Bulldog, but I can't confirm or deny that. It was so good. I love this episode, dude. dude this... Tito Santana was like six inches taller than Rick Martel, too. Was he? I thought they were about the same height. No. no. Watch Actually, that. you know what? I know what you mean. If you see the picture from that Survivor Series where they all made it to the final match, where it was Hogan, Warrior, and Santana, when they're all standing in the ring, he's about Warrior's height. Not yeah. the bulk, of course, but yeah, I have this a big dude. Yeah, I have the Strike Force Wikipedia up, and just like their profile picture, all right, six, in, six inches was obviously a stretch, but he's a good three or four inches taller than Rick Martel. Dude, I used to love Martel come in, and he would do the high step in with the fucking hands and everything, like when he was like fucking hulking up and shit. Oh my yeah. God, so good. I got it's Martel. And I like, put up, I put his drop kick up there with anybody else's drop kick, dude. When he found himself, who's Tito's or Martel's? Oh no, Tito had a good one, but Martel, the way he would fly up for the drop kick too. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean Martel couldn't do anything wrong as far as I'm concerned. Dude, they and, were they were amazing. It was so and, good. And not a lot of times, neither could Tito Santana. I just wish, other than Ariba, he had more substance to say in his in what he said. Yeah. So he was a good promo, though. He was a pretty good promo. Right, no, I mean, I can't, I can't, not speak one of the to, best, but not, not terrible by a long shot. Yeah, I can't speak to like 85. Listen, nobody was a good promo in 85. Let's be honest. Other than well, if your name, if your name wasn't Hogan or Flair or Race or like, no one was a good promo. Yeah, but I'm they were all, they were all serviceable. Jake, Jake the Snake was, Kempatero was a bad promo. Kempatero was a bad promo. Big Billy Jack Haynes was a bad promo. Yeah. Demolition is a bad promo. Oh, demolition wow, gonna... they found Dude, their spot if you when they... count watch every single demolition promo and tell me if if Barry Darso doesn't say I'm gonna stick your I'm gonna kick your teeth down your throat. Yeah, but that's his gimmick. It's kind of like what a rush. It's kind of like you know, no, well it's, it was, it's not what a rush. It's like <laughs> I'm gonna act you, I'm gonna smash you, and then I'm gonna crush you. And that was it. <laughs> like like in 85, dude, if it it, it this is going to be a really hot take and really that's something that's going to be bad. It wasn't until I'm going to say 1997 or 96 that wrestling promos started getting good. 
Oh, I think you're crazy. And again, that's except that those are the ex- there's exceptions. Flair, Snake, Rick Rude, Hogan, Savage. But like everyone else. I don't know, man. Heart Foundation's cut some good promos. Honky Tonk Man was always a good promo. Because he had I Jimmy think when you get to 97, though, the argument could also be made like it was like Austin Rock. Fair. Yeah, you're talking about some of the greatest of all right. time. And then there's the like light. fucking, you know, we had to sit through a lot of Val Venus promos that were not good. Fair. Yeah. That's a good point. Very good point. This was a lot of fun. This was a great watch, though, Tony. And I kind of want to like... I want to do more of them. Can we keep going? We I got no problem with it. I'll, listen, who's 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 on deck for the next rewind? It doesn't matter. It's whoever whoever comes up with something that we all want to watch. That's all it is. Do you want to do the next? What was the next show? Martin, November fourteenth. Yeah, I'll check to see if. Or do you want to do the, a different uh... superstars of wrestling? Ooh, why don't we do the one with Honky Tonk Steamboat? No. I'm not. I'm. I just don't know when it is, so we could. Don't worry. We'll, we'll dig. We'll, we we'll, we'll get out. back to everyone on that. That's absolutely fine. Uh, are we pulling this into the station? Yeah. Oh, I, I want to thank. Uh, I want to thank our guests tonight. <laughs> thanks to uh, Luke Hawks and thanks to uh, Big Strong Mims for no, joining us. I'm not doing shade at all. It was just. It's just. No, a, it's it's what we do. We're we're assholes. Yeah. That's what. We uh, do. I sent Mark Super Agent Mark all the info today, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that, how or why. I hope everything's okay on Mark's end. Um, Mark and Mims, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, and I spoke to Luke, and we're gonna reschedule Luke. So, uh, but you know what? I think we, uh, I think we fared okay, fellas. It gave us a little more fine. time to uh, to talk about this uh, WWF Superstars of Wrestling episode from 1987, and I think it was uh, a perfect example of of what we do best. I agree. It's almost like uh, down the aisle of Jace. Yeah. How about we talk about what I do best? Are we picking Dominion this weekend? Is that a thing? We're also yeah. picking NWA Always Ready. That's why I brought it up. We got another two for Saturday, Sunday, whatever. That's right. Uh, I'm all for it. Another chance for me to extend my lead, folks. I'm not going to lie, Tony. It's been a pretty impressive run out of you. And not as good as last year, I think, but last year was also truncated. So, you know. Now, the way that you picked NXT for, I'm assuming, never watching NXT was pretty good. I'm that good, Kev. What can I say? But thank you for the compliments. All right. Please don't end the broadcast. Yes. Are we going going home or what? You still haven't told us our punishment. And it cut off on last week's episode. So you guys know what the punishment is, but the people don't. Why don't you tell everybody what the punishment is, Matt? I have no idea, dude. Yeah, I don't. I'm not cutting it off. But you said? wait, you weren't listening? I said it last week. No, you didn't, dickhead. You ended the episode and then went you cackled like a maniac. No, after the show ended, I was still talking. I didn't expect it to end. What are you talking about? And then I realized it ended. I was laughing because we didn't say You're it. Such a liar. Follow us doing? on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitch TV. Search at Wizards Podcast everywhere. Buy our shirts, uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash shining wizards. Why are you rushing the finish? Why aren't I'm you not mad? rushing. I'm doing yeah, the plugs because you're doing bullshit. That's all. I'm not doing bullshit. I want to know what our punishment is. Okay. So when's the 600th episode? November. August no, 29th. That's right. Ooh. And we, all right. So 
Last year, I made you guys have Tony Appreciation Day, right? You guys booked all my favorite guests, like uh, fucking Foil Hat Guy and Reindeer Stew Eating Guy and and uh, Mountain Metal Guy and all that, right? That's right. So this year, to be nice, to be a good sport, I'm turning the tables. This year, for your punishment, you have to set up the roast of Shining Wizards Tony. <sighs> that doesn't sound like punishment to me. No, it's I want to give you guys an opportunity because every, I feel like every, every week is a roast of shining. But I feel like because me. I kick your asses every year in the picks that I should give you guys a little comeuppance, right? I mean, come on. Yeah, but that's I don't know. I don't like it. But you're the comedian. This should be in your wheelhouse. I haven't done comedy in like a year, dude. Okay, so this is a good time to get back on the wagon. The roast of shining wizards, Tony. Fuck yeah, dude. Why not? Put me in the barrel. Give it to me. Dude, that's I like... Need, oh, God. Look at the ego on you, man. I need inspiration to kick your guys' asses for the third look year the in a row. Fucking I need ego something. on you. You're going to... What are you, Michael Scott? You're going to plan your own roast? Yeah, why not? Fuck it. I won, dude. If this is if this is too hard for you, then good. It's a good punishment. That's that's all that means. It's just going to be bad. Book guests. Have guests come on and roast me. Who wants okay, to talk that's about Shining? a different story. Well, there you go. See, now you got to get the oh, juices flowing. I was flowing. thinking the whole time. I'm yes. not. Oh, I just, thought it, I just thought it was you and me doing it. Oh, yeah. Okay. No. no, well, you guys uh, could do it. Come on, write some jokes. Okay. All right. Now I'm a little bit more on board. All right. I think I can make this happen. This is going to be fucking awesome. First two roasters are going to be Luke Hawks and Big Strong Mims. <laughs> they were pretty funny tonight, I must say. Oh, great, guys. <laughs> Luke Hawks will be joining us in a couple of I weeks. know. I love Luke. Luke uh, can do no wrong by me. Who's joining us next week, by the way? Next week is Ryan Davidson and former NWA world champion Trevor Murdoch. Yeah, Ooh. baby. Uh, plus, Kevin's got a top five for us next week. Fuck yeah. I got uh, six we'll of have, them. We'll have picks to talk about. We'll have the NWA pay-per-view to talk about. We'll have so much to do. See, Kev, I don't want to give you ideas. Okay. But a top five about me? You already got a foot in the door, sir. Next God. week? No, for the 29th. That's what I'm saying. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Come on, bro. Get the wheel spinning. Oh, Special thanks to uh, the committee uh, liaison who brought us the news tonight. Christian Rocco challenges JJ Rogan two weeks for the Can yeah, You Beat That good. Championship. Um, well, we're gonna, that's going to be it. I'm going to jam that show. That's going to be a big show, boys. Well, Christian Rocco, JJ doesn't stand a chance. I don't know, man. It's going to be good. My money's on yeah. the champ, though. Yeah, you know what? The champs played the game twice. Uh, I don't. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure. When these questions just go, you don't have a lot of time. There's no Christian Morocco can can't do any research. You don't know what kind of curveballs Tony's throwing. Yeah, these are t see. That's the other thing too. Is Christian familiar with the kind of questions that I ask? Yeah, but Tony, you have to get your questions right because you asked a question once where it said someone who lost a title in the same day. And it was twenty four hours, and he didn't. No, and see, you asked twenty four hours, and that was not that. That was not the. Answer that, that I wasn't even playing in that game. I was just asking. I know you asked. I know. Well, Kevin, I don't think Tony would uh, discourage any assistance with the questions. That's a good point. Maybe I'll. Maybe I mean, look, I'm all for collabo. If you guys I, got topics, throw I got them at me. Ideas. Well, not now. I mean, later. Oh, no, obviously. 
Well, duh. Let's, let's talk. Let's talk about them all right now. All right, can we stop talking? I'm fucking tired. Good night, Gracie. Oh, are we going all home? Right. We're not going home. Oh, you got to go home. I just breaking news. WWE just announced that John Cena will return to Monday Night Raw on June 27th. The theme will be the show to celebrate John Cena's 20-year anniversary. Oh, great. 20 years of Cena, baby. I hope it leads to something with Kevin Owens where he reminds him how he fucking destroyed him on his debut. Did you see that post on Instagram? Austin Theory. Oh, no. Oh, no. U.S. Open Challenge? Can we say goodbye? Oh, we were. All right, goodbye, everybody. Thanks for uh, joining we'll us. We'll be back next week with another humdinger of an episode. So be sure to rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, so you don't miss uh, any of the Shining Wizards. And please watch us live if you're home on a Monday night, even if it's the first hour uh, before Raw. You need a little uh, something to wet your palate. Jump in the uh, YouTube or Facebook, chat us up. Uh, we have lots of great interactions tonight from Milwaukee Tom, the Bergman. David Henry Bauer was there. Asian Joe popped his head in. Matthew Birch, the champ. JJ Rogue was there. We even saw a little Matt Squires. Oh, yeah. Kathy Hummer, Matthew Lopez. Uh, the list goes on and on. Thank you guys so much for taking a couple minutes to pop in. Check on, a, check on your favorite wrestling podcast and keep up that support. Uh, Milwaukee Tom had a blast tonight. The Mott Spock. Uh, we had a blast tonight. We hope you did too. Remember, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, if you can't, um, times are tight you can't support us with the Patreon that's okay share our episodes tell your wrestling friends to check us out um, I don't see Mike Peterson just made it look at that look at this guy oh Mike you missed our interview with Mims bro lol Mike Peterson is here lol Mims Patreon supporter so thank you guys for uh, for the continued support Next week, we got Ryan Davidson. We got Trevor Murdoch. We got more picks. We got Kevin's top five. And uh, you never know what else we're going we're gonna to end up talking about. Until then, we'll see you next time. You're still, you're still going? Goodbye.